Hello, welcome to episode 188 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Simon Stanley, and uh, almost a full house this week. We got Gavin Marshall, we got Dave Hart, we got Ketz, and oh yeah, we got Rich Cetrone in the house. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Good to be back, fellas. <laughs> See, I think this is your like scheme now, Rich. If you only come on once in a while, you get like this this round of applause, this whole thing every time you come. Is, is that what it is? Like the Hollywood yeah. treatment? Yeah. Yeah, and like Gav alluded to pre-show, I'm only going to come in after we win. I think I've. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good luck charm, truly. <laughs> um, how's everyone doing? Before I jump into the uh, the usual the housekeeping nonsense. Not too bad. Not too bad. But I've been here through thick and thin, so everyone's bored of me. So it's here for Dave or Ketz that has not been here. Or Rich. (laughs) I mean, I've got very very uninteresting one in my life, and I'm dodging the rain because I work outside. But uh, yeah, rain's rain's hammering us lately. That's about as far as my very British conversation about the weather goes. (laughs) What's going on on these aisles? I've been working indoors, but every time I sort of venture outside, there's puddles of water everywhere, and it's like hammering it down. When was the last time you saw rain, Rich? That's the thing that falls from the sky. Oh man, you know I gotta send you guys this video I took of the aftermath of my the back uh, backyard of my house. I had I put up a little inflatable swimming pool back there for my granddaughter, and we had this wind the other night in rain. It looked like a tornado hit. Like my oh. furniture's tipped over and and like thrown like at different parts of my my area of my house. The pool is destroyed. Like it, it is oh. crazy. Like yeah, so we got quite a bit the other night. This like is about how two I- nights ago. This is how I imagine, like, the West Coast. It's either, like, beautiful sunshine or, like, inanimate objects flying through the sky. <laughs> and we get, like, Hurricane Steve, where two things <laughs> get knocked over. <laughs> that, that actually happened. <laughs> it's just really grey and sad. I, I've, I've realised that my seasonal depression might be more to do with rain than it is with anything else. I feel like I can't get out of bed when it rains. It's just, I don't know, something about it is sad and melancholic. Mm. But we'll, we'll come back to that on the therapy uh, show. Yeah, anyway, guess... You're back. Where were you? No one knew. I was at an awards um, ceremony, not for myself, but for uh, Mrs. Ketz. Um, Amy had won one of the awards in the uh, Manchester PA Awards, it was. Um, So she she won in that. So it was like a black tie um, sort of dinner event, essentially. I was told to go to. And uh, it was a lovely evening. And she won. And... Yeah, it was really good, and it was nice to be um, invited by her company. So, uh, yeah, all good. Had a genuine excuse for not being here um, next year. Genuine next year. <laughs> you don't have like. to come, Kets. It's not like a... <laughs> we're not going to like tell you off if you don't. <laughs> but next time, make sure the paperwork's filed in advance. Yeah, just, <laughs> just so we know. Yeah, sorry, lads, I was slacking on that a little bit. <laughs> oh, well done, Amy. Though. That sounds that sounds good. Did you? Uh, last time I got invited to a sort of formal dinner thing, I got a sorbet down my tie, and then I had to like spend the rest of my night with my like trying to dangle my tie beneath the table so no one could see it. You didn't do anything like that, did you? I just thought you did more uh, more training than I go with your media background. No, you know, sorbet's a slippery produce. It gets around where you don't expect it Is that it just to. like a fancy southern word for ice cream? What's that about? I don't really like it. It's kind of gross. It's, it's weird... like ice with juice, isn't it, basically? Yeah, it's not. It's I know. Not I, I'm only playing. <laughs> but yes. Maybe they don't get it in Bolton. I don't know. <laughs> um Right, okay, let's, let's jump into the housekeeping stuff. First of all, uh, keep an eye out immediately following Steelers games, right? Me and Ketz are going to try and do some more of these Twitter spaces for instant reactions. Uh, we played around with it this week, right, Ketz? And it kind of allows you to save it and tweet it out afterwards. So 
uh, even though we didn't tell anybody about it and <laughs> nobody was there, we could still save it. So I think that's a good idea and we can we can keep rolling with that um, every time that it makes sense to do so. I don't know about this week, Kets. I'm going to be on a train back from London when the game is happening, so I might not have seen it. So if I haven't, feel free to try and rope someone else in with you, but um, watch this space. I'll, I'll try and let people know ahead of time. That sounds also, like a good idea. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I, I'll join in. I won't be able to do it this week either, but when we go back to 6pm games and stuff, definitely. I'd like to yeah. I think it makes lots of sense in the 6pm games. I doubt anyone will be after staying up until 1 or 5 in the morning oh, is, wanting is this, to listen is to this us week, at that uh, point. This week's a late game, is it? A 9 o'clock game? Yeah, yeah. it's flexed uh, to 9.30 UK time. Okay, so maybe not this week, but but for 6pm games at least, check yeah. that out. And, and if you come along, you, you can either listen or you can jump in and chat because it's not going to be like the podcast. Obviously, you can... You know, you can ask to speak, and that, that sounds like really teachery, right? Ask to speak, but it literally makes you ask to speak. I don't have a choice about that. Um, yeah, you have to put your hand up in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you can ask questions. I'll just give you thoughts on the game or whatever. It'll just be kind of a, a, a natter with uh, the people on the show. So check that out. Follow us on Patreon, Patreon.com/forward/slash/UKSteelersPodcast, and shout out, of course, to our esteemed show producers this month: Rob Ferguson, Mark Hansen, Glenn Jones, Matt Audley, Joel Spencer, and Steve Williams. Beautiful, beautiful. I, I have images of them all, like like Reservoir Dogs walking down the street with that trumpet trumpet playing. Yeah, the, the the gang is growing as well. We really appreciate you guys. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna have some special stuff going on soon. Well, that makes it sound way too impressive. It's not going to be that special. It's going to be exp- limit your expectations. Okay. <laughs> well, that was that was from zero to a hundred and back down to zero again as quickly as you can do it. <laughs> but uh, no yeah in all seriousness uh, appreciate you all uh, helping us continue and grow and, and uh, we're going to have Steve on in the coming weeks I need to get in touch with Steve and see when's the best week for him to join us to, to run a kebab corner so that'll be fun um, okay now Gav before mm. we get into the game before we get into the game review I'm going to do something you don't like which is do a whole segment before we get to it um, mm. suck it up okay. uh, hit me with the news drop alright here we are alright hit that horn babe let's dance alright I've just I've just repurposed this to be the news game news drop. Works either way, you see. Love it. Yeah, the news game <laughs> segment, which will die a death very soon. But let's continue. Uh, no, it won't. It won't. It won't. Can, Much to can I just say before uh, Gav throws him under the bus, Gav will do it. Yeah, I'm going to say, Dave, you are immune this week as you took part last week. The other three did not. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think Gav has to take part this week after he horribly threw you under the bus last week. And it's up to Cats and Rich. Who, who do you think has paid more attention to the news of the NFL this week? You've got an easy chance because I've been so busy. I've, I've barely <laughs> seen anything. So. I don't think they're that hard this week. But then I said that last week and we got one out of eight. Yeah. So, I have to still, say. Still, yeah. All right. We've got no... Okay, we've got, we no, got takers. no takers. <laughs> Don't make me nominate one of the class. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to his head already. All right, okay. We won't, we won't put Rich on the spot because he's only just joined us. For, we don't want to scare him off. So, Kets, I'm going to throw you, <laughs> throw you under the bus. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right, Gab, I'll let you go first. Do you want set one or set two of the questions? And just to remind people and folks at home, there's going to be four questions for each player. You've got a minute to answer. Should be a plenty of time, plenty of time to get all four, but um, it's just to stop you from thinking forever and a day about every question. Sure, I'll go with set one. Set one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Count you down in three, two, one, 
go. This rookie wide receiver went off for three touchdowns this week to salvage his team's playoffs hopes. Christian Watson next. Correct. This once celebrated young running back with a disappointing second uh, uh, act to his career was signed by the Saints practice squad this week. Ooh, disappointing young running back. I missed this one. So it could be anyone. Was disappointing. Uh, sorry, you know, wasn't disappointing at first. Looked really promising. Then. Trent Richardson. Nope, wrong. Number three. Which other, <laughs> which other sporting <laughs> superstar will be hosting their own alternative game stream during this week's Thursday night football game on Amazon? Uh, sporting Le- superstar. LeBron James. Correct. Number four. Which NFL player has had a lawsuit filed against them this week after a collapse of the cryptocurrency platform FTX? Tom Brady. Correct. Yes. And in 50 seconds, that's three out of four. Well done. I'd have got one. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kets. Well, you've got you've got set number two. Um, it's doable, I think, if you've been you know paying any attention. <laughs> Are, you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, go. How many feet of snow had it been widely but perhaps erroneously reported will fall on Buffalo ahead of this week's game? Which has now Six. been moved. Correct. Number two, which NFL QB had a tearful post-game press conference following a hyper-disappointing loss last week? Um, pass. Number three, uh, rather than using Danny Dimes, what nickname does Saquon Barkley use for Daniel Jones after a mic'd up video circulated online this week? Pass, didn't see that. Number four, which former NFL speedster was drafted fifth overall in the offensive skill category by the Vegas Vipers in the XFL draft on Wednesday? Pass. It's not steel. a real football league. Steel, steel, steel. <laughs> okay, Gav, go on. Fine. Martavis Bryant. Martavis Bryant is correct. Shocking you didn't get that one, Kets. I thought that was a gimme um, with the Steelers relation. So, okay, which ones did we not get? Okay, the, the, the uh, running back signed to the Saints practice squad, David Johnson. Oh, but he's not young. Uh, you said promising young running back, didn't you? One, one celebrated young running back with like a disappointing once. second act mm, to his career. Yeah, the wording of that threw me off. You're there. questioning the wording of that? Mm. Yeah, once promising. You should have been, was promising when young. Because <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like he was still young. <laughs> this isn't a grammar quiz. This well, is well, hang on. Quiz. I would have, well, I did, but then again, I did say Trent Richardson, so that it doesn't really have to stack up. But it did kind of throw me off. Oh, he still won 3 1. He's still complaining about the, the grammar of the question. The tearful post game press conference was Derek Carr. Um, who, I mean, you, you don't see that, Ketsu? He, he was like, um, you, you need to go watch it if you've not seen it because he's like, oh, I, I can't do that. I want to do, do the impression. It just, it just pisses me off. What guys put their bodies through on this team? Just pisses me off. I tell you, it pisses me off. <laughs> I lost, I lost a bunch of money on that game. That, my, oh, I don't want to get into it, but I lost everything this weekend. Why are you betting on the you Raiders? That, you said that the week before. I keep betting on the Raiders. I don't know. I keep thinking they're oh, going to bet anyway. Let's not get into my betting history. It's not good. There was a there was a good meme this week with a picture of the Raiders stadium, and it says the only place in Vegas where the house loses. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Did you see um, on the uh, six foot of snow news that they've uh, relocated the game? Yes, yeah, but sadly. I was looking forward to it. Yeah, I love a snow game. Yeah, we made it to uh, Detroit. So um, the Bills have got two games in Detroit on the trot. Well, that couldn't be any more boring, could it? No. It's nice for Detroit as a city to now have a good football team, though. Oh, do you know? Mm. If anything, though, if you want to take a silver lining from that, I think it improves the Bills' chances of winning against the Browns. I mean, mm. in a six-foot six snow game, it's probably a toss-up, right? But... 
Yeah. On an equal field, you've got to think the Bills have got the advantage there. But you don't get to see the big jackets and the steam and the yeah, I know. on it's TVs, sad. which it's is a shame. I wanted just to see the top. I wanted to use the sky cam and just see the top of Nick Chubb's helmet as he runs through six feet of snow. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> uh, and then this is a great one. Did anyone see this one? Um, Saquon Barkley's um, nickname for Daniel Jones? No. Vanilla Vic. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's good. I liked it. Okay. Oh, and by the way, in the uh, in that uh, XFL draft gap, guess who was drafted first overall in, in the offensive skill positions? Now, why would you be telling me this? Hmm. I think it was you. I've written down it was you. But I'm not like 100% sure. I think it was you. Someone that I may have liked that flamed out, and I can't think why. Uh, Taken first overall, so it's got to be a QB. No, it, not so much flamed out as just never. I don't really... It, it, a rookie undrafted free agent from this year. Oh, that rules out Brock Purdy. Yeah, certainly. Um, <laughs> Is Brock Purdy yeah. not on the team right now? He's on the 49ers. I was going to uh, say. I don't know. Go on, put me on. Uh, Abram Smith. Was it you? Yes, it was like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was first overall. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah, that is Also, Sai, how do you still not know reserve QBs, let alone your Red Star QB? Well, no, I was just checking. I, I mean, I'm not like analysing the depth charts to see which third string QB has been cut every week yet. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, maybe if you did, you'd do better in the quiz. <laughs> yeah. It's a sad story with Bryant there, right? Because he's floated around, what was it, the CFL he's been to. He's done like the indoor league whatever is it called the indoor league indoor arena. football league arena, arena, arena league, league yeah. he's done all that and just sort of like and played like one game and then sat out the rest i think he's had some further behavior not is it behavior issues <laughs> didlo issues this really is a teacher episode i'm like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's on the didlo <laughs> rankings where does he where yeah. does he sit between claypool and ab definitely a both, yeah he's between mm, those two but uh, that's a wide gap a wide wide gap oh wait we got to get richard right before we get to the game we got to get richard's thoughts on the claypool trade I feel like, Rich, you, you were one of his harshest critics, which I kind of came to your way of thinking towards the end. Um, oh, I loved it. I, <laughs> I never, never in a million years thought we'd get a two for him. I don't think anybody did, right? Mm-mm. Well, I made a kebab off it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I mean, it was, a, it was a great move, you know, and it's going it, gonna to open a field up more for Pickens, and it already has. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a second? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's... Fantastic. Yeah, I thought I thought you would think that. <laughs> Not, you weren't sad for it to see his potential wasted like I was. <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, a guy who knows, you know, he can figure it out and become a superstar. But I just, That's I just don't think he has the hands. I don't think he has the hands really. Yeah. But plus, you were the first person when everyone else was still high on the wow, he's a rookie and he scored all these touchdowns. You were the first person in the world, in the universe, even possibly. <laughs> To point out that he was on the field and doing things, you were like, this guy might not be good news. I don't yeah. know. I spoke, I spoke to a guy in Gamu 5 who was quite down on. Okay, right. The, the news game, what's your problem, Gav? The news game's staying. Yeah, I know, but it's just, you know, if, if I, what am I going to say other than. You know, I've got to be a bit negative to your positivity. All right, fine. I won, so let's see if can survive for another week. I think it's a nice little warm-up. It gets everyone kind of like in the spirit of things, and, and it gives us an opportunity to look at some of the interesting things that happen over sure, the week no. that aren't right, Steelers okay. related. All right, we'll do it next week. See how we go. I, w- <laughs> I was perfect in both sets of questions. <laughs> That's convenient. I missed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I'm glad I'm going to put my take on the news quiz to say I'm out. Oh man, really? Is everyone out on this? Okay, well maybe we'll take it to the listeners. If they really don't like it, we'll we'll cut it. But I like it. 
You okay. know what you could do too is is have everybody involved and just say your name, and whoever says their name first gets to answer the question. First. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, fastest fingers first. If people would prefer that. Yeah. I was trying. I was trying to pit people against each other, but yeah. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> On I don't like really trying a new thing. It's not like we'll argue about the rules every week. Well, exactly. Yeah, I thought I might try and make it at least simple enough to not argue about the rules. Right. Anyway, okay, let's roll. Steelers beat the Saints 22-10. Tomlin has now beaten all other 31 NFL teams as head coach. Obviously, that's been floating around a lot this week. So congratulations to him. He just needs to to leave and then beat the Steelers to have all 32. Um, Let's hope that doesn't happen. You see the report this week, by the way, that he apparently strongly considered going to the booth or something a few years ago? Yeah. Is that you probably stuck in that? I don't I don't I don't know how reputable the source was, but interesting that it's floating around. Who who, who said it? Good question, Dave. <laughs> Unidentified sources. I just saw a news oh, okay. uh, a news drop about it. Right. People you seem know, to love him though, don't they? Players yeah, and, yeah. and media people. He's definitely a kind of a much loved person. Um, so I, maybe, maybe that is a movie he could make. Kind of can't picture him in the booth. Though. I, don't, I don't even know what he would be like. I mean, he so, keeps things like so close to the vest. I mean, he's an entertaining dude, right? But yeah, imagine yeah. all of his catchphrases. That's on, it. I mean, it'd be great. Yeah. It'd be awesome. But oh, he I also really... can say like look at those guys painting the it, barn red there. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the standard. <laughs> that's varsity got... football. <laughs> he's going to be the most skillful man in the world at saying absolutely exactly, nothing yeah. for thirty minutes. <laughs> absolutely nothing. I don't know if that's what they're looking for in the booth. That might be the opposite, but <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it. No, but that's the skill, isn't it? Criticising players without hurting their feelings. Mm, true. That's kind yeah. of what you've got to do in that job. So yeah, I reckon you, you can do that. You see Chris Collins will struggle with that yeah. quite, quite regularly. <laughs> yeah. But he could do it by being so confusing with his language. You're not yeah. sure if it's a dig or it's, not. You're yeah. still trying to work out what the hell he means. So <laughs> Yeah, there was a clip from a few seasons ago, right, where he just basically reeled off about a minute worth of his Tomlinisms, and he was going, "Yeah, okay, yeah, that all makes sense." Because <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to question him. Yeah. <laughs> and things um, of that nature. Things of that nature. Uh, I feel like this game. To get back to this game, it, it kind of wasn't. Correct me if you disagree, but I didn't feel like it was a game of events, but performances. Like, because because it felt like we were playing like a bland, amorphous blob of an opponent that just continued to allow offensive penalties. It kind of gave us a chance to stay on offense. You know, they did nothing themselves on offense really for most of the game. So this kind of felt like a game that was just all Steelers, which is something we've not seen really all season. Um, And we kind of got the opportunity then to see some performances out of some of these guys we've been wanting to maybe analyze a little bit deeper. But then the question comes and me and Ket talked about this straight after the game you know, how much do you put on a game like this where you're playing a team like the Saints, which, you know, I mean, they look like one of the worst teams in football in this game, which maybe you didn't quite expect coming in. Um, any thoughts on the game overall? Before before I jump into offense and, and get into all this, uh, any thoughts on that or the game overall? Or do you want yeah, to I, I think we're going to gush a little bit over some things right, here, yeah. but I do think we have to have no delusions. I mean, you said it, this, this was a cupcake victory and the Steelers still only scored like 20 points. Yes, yeah, that's so, right. Hmm. Uh, let's not get too excited and you know that their O-line is way worse than the Steelers so yeah, yeah it's rough right <laughs> it's rough so yeah that's a good point I think we, we are going to sound from this point onwards maybe very positive but take from this that that is in comparison to the Saints <laughs> it might not might not translate to every game going forward but with that said uh, on offense, a few thoughts. Um, obviously, good to get a win even against a team like this. But uh, you know, the big positive on offense is obvious to me, and it's the run game. 
kind of found its footing for the first time all season, seemingly. Naji got the ball rolling um, with some nice angry runs, seemed to kind of take his opportunities a little bit better. The blocking was there for him to create some holes a little bit, and he ended up with sort of nearly 100 yards, 99 yards, just missed out on that 100-yard game on 20 attempts of five yards of carry. Um, but like you said, Gav, still concerned that the Steelers kind of have trouble coming away with points and ultimately touchdowns, right? They, they managed two in this game, which is more than we've seen recently, but both were from one yard out, a sneak and a, you know, by, by Pickett and a run by Pickens. Um, the way that we dominated the Saints in time of possession uh, on the stat sheet, the way that we actually generated quite a lot of explosive plays between the 20s in this game, we should have found it easy to come away with points, right? It should not really have only been a, a 10-point victory that, you know, <laughs> let's be honest, could have been tossed away with a Najee fumble or something like that. Um, it, it kind of felt like a slog in the red zone, even with some improved play calling uh, in between. So um, we'll get into some thoughts on Kenny and stuff. And I thought we spread the ball around more. I thought the play calling was a little bit better. But um, where do you want to yeah. start? I think maybe that's the place to start, right? Play calling, yeah. yeah. Was, was this uh, Matt Canada's best called game? Or... Mm-hmm. Ben was in the house. Was Ben calling the place? <laughs> he was radio with anything. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's, uh, it's not a coincidence, is it? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Whispering we, into Canada's ear. We never know. We never knew all, all, all last season. Thanks, No, in all seriousness, I thought it was a great game called yeah. by Canada. I thought it got that monkey off his back. It's like slightly smaller and less heavy. Call me yeah. a cynic, but how much was that affected by the fact that we had a running game for once? Yeah. So, we, so some of his plays could actually work. You know, more of a performance issue than a play calling thing. Like, I don't know, did anything feel drastically different? I mean, there was times when it was a little bit more sensible and the things have been changed up a little bit, but nothing felt that different. I don't know, the trickeration, the RPOs, the read options, they were all called at the right time, I thought. Mm. I thought it was called, thing, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, savvy play calling. Sure. You know, they gave, they gave, they gave the Derek what lead block in garbage time didn't didn't worry about trying to get that in you know when it mattered <laughs> uh, also we didn't go with the run run pass pump sort of four down formation we we threw on first down a lot more and it, there was less kind of predictability to the offense which i think we've seen quite a lot over recent years with with both um both sort of ocs that we've had um i agree with you gav i think we used the trickeration at the right time um, you know, with the the pickings rush coming across the play, then then cutting across and finding a gap to get over the over the touchdown end zone line, it, yeah. it was it was nicely thought out, and there wasn't too much. There was more kind of standard football, and I think a lot of that was because Najee was going north south, running five yards, seven yards, doing more of the the kind of usual productive type stuff. I thought that was like the just going back to the pickings touchdown you mentioned. What well, that was a ballsy call because there's, there's quite a few ways that could have gone wrong. The execution's got to be perfect on that play, and it, and it was thankfully. But I still think that takes balls to call that there. I don't know, maybe you disagree, but no, I agree. It was a, it was, a, it was a, a brave play call, but actually, I think it was sensible given the some of the matchups and given the speed that Pickens has. Yeah, I mean, just for just for Pickett to just take take the snap and spin around like that and give it to Pickens on it's got a real timing and execution, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, you saw those kind of plays work in this game, though. And I think that's what Canada's been trying to do all season, and it just hasn't obviously come off. And I think there's elements to a few things that you've said that is the reason why. I think Dave, what you said about the run game is very true. I wrote down the exact same thing. I think the fact that the run game was rolling allowed him to call a few things and and spread the game out a little bit. And we saw nine players targeting in this game, which feels like something we've not seen in a while. 
kind of the, the ability to spread the ball around is important and it, and it worked on Sunday and, and a lot of those players were rushing and receiving, right? So we're seeing players that have diverse skill sets being used in this offense that Matt Kind has obviously constructed in the way that he wants to. And when he's tried that in previous games, it, it's kind of not gone anywhere. We, we, we've just seen the struggles and then we get bottled up in the run game and it all just collapses. Um, the, the question is, like you say, if we can't get that run game going in a future week, does this just fall apart again? And when it comes to the red zone, why are we still struggling there? Those are my main concerns. But Yeah, get on to those in a sec. I want to know what Rich, Yes, we've not spoken to Rich for a little while. Where are you with the whole Matt Canada should have been fired in after week, whatever it was, five and all that? And the, the whole roller coaster out the play calling. What, what what are your thoughts, Rich? I didn't have a problem with them not firing Canada and at least ha- having him play throughout the or coach throughout the rest of the season. I, you know, I think there's honestly it's a combination of things. Having a rookie quarterback certainly doesn't help. Um, Canada, I thought he he schemed some nice plays in this game. And you, you got to remember, every play is not only a battle on the field, but it's a battle between the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I don't like about his system is I don't know if this is true, but this is what I've read that that he doesn't he doesn't have his quarterbacks checking out of the play. So that makes it really hard on the quarterback, not only him being a rookie, but you know if you look in the third quarter, the very first passing play at the third quarter um they're the saints are in a cover two and the steelers are in a 12 personnel and they run both the receivers on streaks right down the like the center hashes one on each hash down the field that's not going to work okay and then he had and he had two the tight ends in the flat and he had Najee's shallow middle no one was open so i think as a veteran quarterback or somebody that's al- allowed to check out of the play when they come up to the line and they see they're in cover 2 and they know what the play is they know it's not going to work i mean you could look at it, the defense and go okay this probably isn't going to work so the the ability to check out of the play would help pick it a lot now does he have the experience you know the football savvy already to be able to do that I don't know. That's why Brady and Manning were so good for so long. That's one of the reasons is because they they had that that experience and they were able to do that. Mm. But I I think there's a lot of things going on. Um, Pickett's not always very accurate. Um, He doesn't always see the field the way he should. And what he does, I notice he sometimes he doesn't pull the trigger. He has he's had he stared at a couple guys that were open. And didn't pull the trigger for some reason. I don't know. I it's I noticed twice it was the situation where they were in the zone and and he had a guy just past the linebackers and in front of the safeties. And I don't know if he feels comfortable dropping that ball over top of the linebackers yet, because two times he had those guys open. He didn't pull the trigger. That might be something he needs to work on. And there's not very many timing routes being ca- called, and that's something he has to develop with his receivers. He threw there was a really nice one he threw to Pickens on a timing route that was beautiful, mm. um, but very few of those. So, uh, you know, in, in answer to your question, I'm okay with them keeping Canada for now. Um, cause you do have a rookie quarterback and there is a, there is a lot of little problems on this, on this offense that are all combining to, to, you know, to ha- make one big problem, you know, quite often actually. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. For me, it's the, it's the downfield passing concepts that are the problem. It's, there's just not enough like cleverness, not enough manipulation of the defense. It's just people running downfield and trying to get open. It's not, it's not pulling people around and out of position. Yeah, a lot of that, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
Well, that brings us on to talking about Pickett, I think, which which is an interesting question in this game because, you know, he had a, he had a nice game picking up what the defense was giving him with his legs, right? You know, he's not just in fields, but he's he's quick enough to to make a defense play uh, pay if they let him and. That's an exciting new element to this offense that we've not had in a long time. Eight rushes for 51 yards in this one. Big first downs picked up with his legs. But like you say, Gav, I mean, when it comes to the deep balls and Rich, especially with the accuracy uh, when he, when he's throwing over the linebackers, there were some throws, especially in the first half of this game, where, where I just don't know where they were going. <laughs> I don't even know who was tagging on some of these throws. Yeah, and well, that, to me, is the most inaccurate I've seen Pickett look, in fairness to him in this game. I do think there's some disconnect between him and some of the receivers because some of the times I think it's receivers pulling up on routes or not doing what he expects. So that, that I think those ones will iron out uh, as time goes on, you know, next season with a full training camp as starter, etc. But the problem for me is like the, the, the wild miss of Sims from a clean pocket out in the flat when he's trying to play a quick game, mm, yeah. not under pressure. And it is just, just goes nowhere near him. That, that is a concern. Um, hopefully that you can iron that out and maybe that's just not being familiar with being under center and doing those quick throws something you'll get used to but that yeah that that is worrying when you see those ones go so wild it's funny you mentioned that that play because I think Andy Dalton had an almost identical play where he totally missed it must have been Kamara I don't know if it was but it was someone in the flat like that on just kind of almost a dump off kind of like a, a quick pass to the outside and it touched totally missed and it was almost identical and I remember thinking like oh that gave me shivers I don't mm. like that these two players are doing the same thing. <laughs> mm. Oh, no. You do see him, Rich was saying about his, his field vision. You do see him look across the whole field, which for me, that's a massive marker of of someone that has potential to be a good quarterback. He's looking mm-hmm. left to right, one, two, three, four, you know, and then he's tucking and running, scrambling around for his life. You know, it's not, he's, not, he's not seeing it as quickly as 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 he could he's not seeing things he's missing things that are there but he's still going through his progressions and he's not scared to do it so there's, there is definitely I, I think that you know let's not write him off yet I think I think there's a lot of potential still I do think that the some of the the velocity that he had in in college and in, and in the preseason that seems to have waned a little bit now whether that's deliberate or not, but he doesn't seem to be throwing the ball with the same directness. The same. Isn't that what you were asking for? Like, isn't yes, that... yes, I was, but I still want him to have that ability when he needs when it. When he needs it, yeah. And it seems like he's trying to develop touch, and in in doing that, he's lost some of that aggressive zip. But but maybe that's maybe that's just me. Maybe that's not real. Well, Gab, do you remember in the third quarter when they were down on the ten yard line, Pickens ran a slant to the end zone. It was wide open. And the thing about it is Pickett saw him. This is what I was talking about before. He's not always pulling the trigger, and I don't know why. But Pickett looked right at him. That was an easy touchdown. And he didn't pull the trigger. And I, and I don't know why, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's, if it's something where he, he feels like he maybe he feels like he saw him too late. And you know how the NFL is, man. It's second. It's like split seconds. You have Your window could be a second. And that's all you have. And if you don't throw it, then you're, you, you, it's going to be intercepted or batted away or whatever. So I, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, you do see him going through his reads. Um, it's just, he doesn't always see things. And, and, and that's, I think that's going to come with time too. I'm, I'm certainly not writing the guy off and I'm not one of those people that who believes if we have a top five pick, we, we should draft the quarterback. I don't think so at all. Um, I think we need to give this guy a chance because I see some really good things with this guy, but he is a rookie and 
he's going to make decision, bad decisions sometimes. But I just wish I knew why he wouldn't pull the trigger. Like on that play in particular, there, there was two or three that I saw on the all 22. And that one was, was glaring for yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Do you think it's, um, maybe he's a little, little sore after what was it? The three picks, the four picks that game, just being trying to protect the ball a little bit, being a little bit more cautious, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It could deep, be deep passes. A, a, yeah, confidence, confidence problem. You know, you, if you're a quarterback, which is the toughest position in professional sports, by the way, I mean, I'm not trying to get down on him at all. It's a very, very tough position, but you have to forget that. You can't go into the next game remembering that you threw three or four interceptions. You have to get past that and, and play the game the way, you know, you play it. But yeah, that could be part of it for sure. Yeah. Sort of work on this short and underneath stuff and come back to the deep deep passing later, maybe. I mean, let, let's look at Hurts. Let's look at Fields. You know, these mm. these guys take a take a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, Josh yeah. Allen. They will take a while. So let's 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 give them the time. Yeah, Josh Allen's rookie season wasn't anything to to brag about at all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw some. Sorry, Dave. Come. We're, we're saying taking velocity off the ball. I mean, there was a number. I, I can't remember which games it was now, but there was a few occasions where, particularly to DJ, where he's throwing the ball hard and it's coming in hot and it's just bouncing up his hands maybe he's sort of being a bit more aware of the velocity he's putting on the ball and he's trying to take a bit of heat off it to make it easier for his receivers maybe a little bit maybe i don't know yeah i wonder wasn't one of them a pick that bounced off dj's hands and went straight behind him yeah that's the first couple of weeks that it was it was just balls bouncing off hands all over the place yeah Arr. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so what are you going to say? I was just going to say I've made a few points. Um, I, I, I think as Kenny's kind of learning and development continues throughout the season, I think it will get better. I think they, they mentioned on commentary there is a difference between being open at the college level and being open at, at the NFL level. As Rich said, you get literally a split second. You have to pull the trigger then. Um, I agree with what you said, Gav, in terms of his kind of field reads. I think his, his field vision and his attempting to read the progressions are two slightly different things, and he, he's better at one than the other. Um, ball placement as well, it, it's not always kind of on the correct side of the receiver. That That's something to, to keep an eye on. But equally, he's going to make mistakes. This is rookie season. There is potential there. Um, he just needs to kind of maybe not stare down his receivers so much because I think that's where those gaps will close up very quickly because safeties and corners will be aware of that. will be looking out for that. Um, I, I think one thing he's improved up this week is he's kind of getting rid of the ball type plays, especially when he's scrambling, you know, just to throw it forwards and out ahead of the sort of line to gain. So it wasn't a, a penalty. I think that was encouraging. He showed some field awareness with that side of things. Um, it's just a real kind of mixed bag, but I guess you, you're going to expect that from a rookie QB. Um, as Rich said, it's the hardest position to play. So I think um, it, it's just something we've got to keep an eye on. But equally, there are some really good potential throws that he made. Um, there was one to Naji in the end zone on a reception. Um, he was between, I think the safety was coming across and the, the corner was kind of trying to track Naji backwards at the same time. And it was in the end zone, sort of perfectly between the two Saints players, and it's going to sort of hit Najee in the hands and and went away, unfortunately. But if should have been, been a touchdown, should have been a yeah, touchdown. If he'd have caught that, that would have been a hell of a throw, and it would have been a real kind of high level sort of play. So it's it's matching that side of things versus the 
Pickens being wide open in the end zone and, and you know, that being an easy TD. So it's just, I guess it's frustrating, but it's it's growing pains. It's what we're going to expect. I mean, he's showing he can fit it into a tight window. I mean, it's on the opposite sideline to DJ's bit of a, I think it was, it was at least a 20 yard pass, deep, quite a deep pass and sort of just put it right in his hands. It's He's, he's capable of doing it. It's just the, yeah, I say it's the rookie thing, isn't it? He's got to yeah. work his way into it. I had that one to Pickens the other week, which was the like sort of screaming double hands, two touch kind of foot foot down, um, real sort of stretch highlight play. He's, he's got those in his locker, so it's it's just that kind of finite ball placement in the right area at the right time, isn't it? I guess. And it's the other thing, like he was sacked five times, and I'm not sure you could put any of the sacks on him. Maybe the first one, which was an RPO that kind of went wrong. He pulled, he, you know, the the linebacker, the inside linebacker seemed to crash down and uh, he pulled it, but the the wide receivers were all covered and the nickel blitz came out of nowhere and caught him by surprise. So maybe, maybe you could put him, put that on and not reading what was going to happen. But the other four sacks, I mean, one of them was just the, you know, the, the, the half Mary or whatever at the end, just trying to run around by some time. The other three were Dan Moore gets beat, Dotson got beat and Chucks got beat. So you know, Rich is talking about saying he's not in the in the camp of drafting another quarterback. Hell no, I'm in the camp of like trading back and drafting a, a good tackle. Or two. Or two. <laughs> that's what his team needs, and you know that will buy him some time. Because I'm sorry, Dan Moore. All right, you know I like you know he does some good things occasionally, but seeing him getting driven back over and over, I want to see him get driven back down in the depth chart. I'm afraid. Can I chime in on one thing about one of those one of those plays? Go ahead. Yes, you, please. You, do you guys remember the um the stunt they ran on Moore, where the guy kind of the one defensive player picked for the other defensive player, then the defensive player that picked actually got the sack. Do you remember is that, that? Is that is that the second sack? Uh, probably it happened in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, that's on Dotson. They had. Do you realize they had four rushing? We had six blocking. Mm. neither guard had anyone to block and you saw you see the difference in awareness and and vision um for between our two guards daniels is scanning the whole line and sees chucks is about to get beat and runs over and and picks up his guy dotson stared at cole the whole time he had no idea what was going on with with more and Warren, to his credit, went in and, and and got one of the guys and blocked one of the guys. And the other guy beat beat more. But if Dotson has better vision and awareness, he slides over there and picks that guy up, which is what he should have done. So yeah, you can play. I'm not I'm not saying Moore is a great tackle or anything, but on that particular play, that's that one's on Dotson. You know, you have to have better better field vision and, and help out your tackle. Is that the one where Moore got just blindsided from one side? Yes, the pick play they did. They had yeah. they had one guy engage with with Moore, then the other guy came to the side and picked him to release yeah. the original guy. Warren picked up the original guy, and then the guy that actually made the pick bounced off of Moore and got and got picket. But if he but if Dotson sees that, as soon as he bounces off of Moore, Dotson slides over and picks him up, no problem. He could have had it easily, he just didn't see him. Right. Yeah, 100%, Rich. That's the one I tweeted, like, sort of saying, where is the left-hand side of our line at this point? And and genuinely, if you've got the best guards on our team, 
I reckon you'd put Warren and Pickens above Dotson at this point because at least they can block and, and would actually create some physicality in, in that side of the line. I'm just, I'm just looking at it going, why is our running back having to be our best kind of pass protection on the left-hand side of the line at this point? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk more about the. I was going to mention anyway. I mean, you, you talked about uh, Kenny being under pressure. Gav, he was he was pressured on seventeen of his forty dropbacks. Um, it seems like we, you know, the the <laughs> no, the, the run blocking uh, improved a lot in this game to the to the naked eye. Anyway, I mean, maybe Rich will tell me differently, but it seems that pass blocking has to collapse again for us to get that. It's one or the other. We can't have both. <laughs> I don't know. I don't quite know why that is because it felt. I mean, Rich, did you feel the pass protection overall? I mean, I know obviously it's not been great, but but have you felt that it's been slightly better than anticipated? Oh, we got feedback. <laughs> heard, my, heard myself. I, That's like the number one worst thing to do as a on a podcast. <laughs> I, I think it. I think it, it. It has been better. The offensive line play in general has been better. Um. I don't think it's quite good enough pass protection yet, and it is definitely improving in the run game. It's not, and you can see that by Najee's performances. He he's not dancing around nearly as much as he was, and I think that's a combination of he actually has some holes, and probably a, a good talking from Tomlin that you know hit the hole, you know. Um, but I, I think it's improving, but I don't think the pass protection is where it should be, and uh, no, at all just yet. I don't so, know how much of a dramatic difference there is between pass blocking in previous games and this one. I feel like it's all down to, I mean, I might be entirely wrong, but I feel like it's all down to Naji actually being decisive and having Warren breathing down his neck the whole time. Because there's, there's been, a, I don't know exactly what the split was between them in terms of snaps. About 60-40 roughly, I think. Okay, okay. But like... If you've got this this guy who's undrafted and is outperforming you, and is proving himself to be a receiver as he on that um that fourth down play, um mm. that was passed to him and showing himself to be a guy with good hands that could be receiving back, you're starting to go, hang on, my job's on the line here. I've got to be more decisive, and he is being more decisive. You see, in this, I hope it continues, but I feel like it's this, in, you know, increase in production from the run game is down to Naji, necessarily down to the the pass blocking creating holes I, I feel like the holes were there at least yeah. you know from what I've watched the holes were there he's just not being decisive enough he's not hitting the hole he's not he's not running with power he's just sort of dancing around getting the ball and his first instinct is to try and juke the guy out of his boots and it ain't working whereas Warren was put my head down I'm gone I'm going I don't I don't care who's in front of me I'm going he might not be the he's not going to be you know spinning juking guys out of their boots but he's he's you know he's running hard um, but I, 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 I think I, I just he feel like that. it's more on Naji than on the O line. That's fair. Yeah, I think he. I think you're right. I think he needed that this week. You know, you you were starting to feel the criticism mount right from even some of the fan base was starting to turn right. You you, you can sense that, especially if you spend a lot of time on Twitter like I do. Although I wish I didn't these days. Um, you you start to feel when a fan base is starting to turn, and you could definitely feel that with Naji in the last week or so. Um, and I think an effort like this is exactly what he needed. Um, definitely more decisive, definitely more willing to hit those holes. It, it, like you say, Rich, I mean, someone definitely has got in his ear this week. If it wasn't obvious and apparent anyway, I think that was definitely a point of emphasis in, mm. in the coaching side of things this week. Will you stop Kim dancing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop dancing. Uh, you know, this, it, he had a nice run, though, the, the second longest run of his career. So he had mm. his longest run 
of 2021 was 37 yards. And this was 36 yards. Yep. And it was great to see. I had some nice blocking up front, nice gap up the middle, but he, he made a nice cut behind Connor and ran over a dude. You know, that's always good to see. Running angry, diving for extra yards, shooting for yards. And even, even the little route he did in the third quarter, the sort of semi sort of double move slash kind of little bit of wiggle there got him into the end zone. That, that was nice to see. Let's just keep it up. No, I I hope that this is Tomlin abandoning the bell cow back and just having full committee between the two of them because it's it's proven to be yeah effective, very effective in at least from this game. Yeah. Is Warren the best third down back the Steelers have had since who, Rich? Since who? Third down back. Um, mm. I was racking my brains. Was Willie Parker a third down back? Not really. He was kind of like change of pace. He was change of pace. He yeah. popped into my head right away too when we had Bettis and Parker. Um, Look, Aaron I Blum, I couldn't think. He's, he's, he, he's not really a third down back. I couldn't think of one. I don't, I don't think they've ever had a good third down satellite kind of back. Yeah, they've never gravitated towards, you know, um, the guy that's third down come in and can catch a really great receiver. Yeah. and They've been more about the power back. Yeah. Just as, almost like a new. I mean, Jaden Samuels was he? He was kind uh, of a. He was sort supposed of. to be that, I think. Yeah, yeah, I turned think in, so. Turned into a more of a gadget guy in the end, though. Yeah. So I think that Warren is is. Uh, I was going to say blailing a new trays in, in a Simon Winstanley Spooner <laughs> is trailing a new blaze. I don't know whatever the expression is. He's cutting a new cloth here. He's he's like a trailblazer. That's what I'm trying to say. A new, a new position almost, a new character in the Steelers cast of characters. And it's great. Yeah. Other teams yeah. do this. Why don't, why don't we? Why yeah. the Steelers do it? You know. Yeah. I, I want to send you guys a couple pictures so at least you guys can see it because I think I think Najee, I think he has he he has to to work out for us. Um, Warren Warren's a good back, but he's he's nowhere near in the league. Um, with with uh with Najee as far as his his athletic abilities his size and strength Warren hits the holes hard and fast and that and 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 that's been really apparent but once he gets stopped he's done he doesn't have the power to really break the tackles the way Najee does no you can stop Najee's um you can stop his momentum and then he can still break the tackle once he starts churning his legs Warren doesn't really have that ability um but the thing the thing that concerns me about Najee is he doesn't always have the vision that I thought he would have when he was coming out of college. And I and I and I hope this improves um throughout his career. You see got you guys see this picture? Yes, I said you, it, you yeah. see where he needs to run? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not right? the way he's running. Yeah. There's and like a big he, hole and he's turning into traffic. Yeah, and this is where he ran. You see the next picture? Oh, next one's coming. Um because he he does. I mean, he has everything that the Steelers covet in a running back, and he's a great receiver, you know. So he needs to he needs to get this in gear. Um, and I think I think you know we started seeing that in this game at least him hitting the holes harder. And there were more holes this game. There there definitely wasn't a hole every running play. I didn't chart it, but I would say sixty five percent of the time there was a, there was a hole for the backs to hit. But there wasn't always, and even Warren got stopped a couple times because there just wasn't a hole there, you know. But when when he has a an elite back, you see that first picture, an elite back plants that right leg, and cuts and hits that hole to the left. 
I mean, I'm talking elite, you know, the greats, you know, Sayers and, and all these great running backs, but he didn't see it. And he just ran straight ahead and got got a nice gain, but it could have been a huge gain, you know. So we really I think that's what he did well on the the thirty six thirty seven yard run is where he ran inside, put his foot down, and then cut outside, and then beat a guy with with kind of physicality as well. Yeah, that's when he made his real big gains. But uh, uh, uh that's exactly what he did. But if you don't have the vision to see Mm -hmm. that, you know, then that's that's the thing. And I and I'm just hoping. He he gets because everything happens so much faster in the in the pro game from the college game. So I'm just hoping that he gets used to that, to seeing that quicker and then making those moves because he's got the ability all day long. And I like Warren. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I think he's a I think he's a fine back, but he's just he's 35 pounds lighter than Najee. You know, I, there was a couple games ago he got stopped and a linebacker just threw him to the ground. You know, because he just doesn't have that size, but he's got a huge heart and he runs hard and, and you got to love that. And he's a, he's a great blocker and he can catch the ball, but, but t- we really need Najee to be the guy. He's got more of the ability. Yeah. I do think it's a case of getting the line in order and getting some more consistent blocking. Cause it's like the, the, the holes when they open them up, and this is the thing that Ketch always goes on about that the, the win early and then lose so many times there's a hole and then it closes like those elevator doors just closes on him. And I think that he was starting to get into his own head, like thinking that the, the gaps weren't real and stuff and, and, and trying to cut and then cutting into traffic. And then in this game, he's just clearly just, he's hitting the designed hole. He's hitting, you know, where, where the play is supposed to go and not cutting. It's almost like he's overreacted. So hopefully there's a balance where, you know, he does hit the hole when it's there, but then if there's no hole there, he can cut, right? That, that's, what, that's what you want your, your running back to do. So hopefully, hopefully that'll happen. With time, I wonder yeah. if it's a confidence thing as well because there were certain instances this game where he sort of ran into traffic, but then because he had a couple of sort of successful runs, he then sort of turned sort of 270, 360 degrees and found like a small gap towards the end. I think it was like the left hand side of the line and basically just dived forwards about three or four yards, like Ooh. sort of fully extended and dived. And that actually turned a nothing play into a positive three or four yard play. So maybe it's a, a confidence thing as well as the vision and as well as all the other things that you've both spoke about. Yeah, it's like a dude diving on a grenade, doesn't it? It's like, mm. I'll take it. It's like Superman. It was nice, nice play. You guys can't, you know, the listeners can't see the two pictures that Richards has sent us, but it's not a screaming uh, indictment of Chucks here. He's basically... He's facing back towards the camera, back to his own towards his own end zone, facing the back of the the uh, the guy rushing. And basically, the next picture is him looking at him tackling <laughs> Naji, going, "Oh shit!" Put, <laughs> pulling on guy. his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, it's like some of the players are in exactly the same positions, even though it's two different players. Like, look at Moore, just almost identical. Anyway, this isn't great uh, for the reader. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, <best player. laughs> tweet it Um just I want to give some more. I know uh, we've spoken about Warren, but I just want to give some props to. to, to there was one play specifically where he, I think he caught the ball um, kind of behind the line of scrimmage, and uh, the way that he can just kick it into a different gear, man. I mean, he 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 just has like a different kind of level of pace when he's trying to get around the outside, and he just kind of kicked it into overdrive and beat the defenders around a tight angle and picked up a. That was, I think that was one of his long gains. Um, so a big, big fan of seeing Warren. I do want to see him mixed in in certain situations and, you know, at least just so that they have to kind of respect the passing opportunities as well. And 
hey, he had a catch of 20 yards and a run of 20 yards. So that's three explosive plays from the backs in this game, which is unheard of this season. So And the hurdle. Don't forget the hurdle. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he, everyone was saying about how he hurled so high, but you watch that back. He didn't hurdle that high. He's all of what? He's about four <laughs> foot eight. He's not even hurdled that high. It was, he took it in his stride. That was smooth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. But it, I mean, the, the fact that they could run the clock out at the end of the game, how long has it been since we've seen Italy yeah. do yeah. that? You know? Mm. Been great. Yeah, uh, moving on to the receivers we spoke a little bit about them but DJ um, nice to see him more involved this week obviously we, this is the first game I think without Claypool right so um, even if I do want to see him get the chance for more yards after catch I've been hammering that drum but the, <laughs> saying that the one chance he did get to do that he, he walked backwards um, mm-hmm. which which was one of the more bizarre plays I've seen all year uh, giving up a first down but but then obviously at the end, towards the end of the game on the sideline um, nice physical win on the deep shot um, for 36 yards, so there's another explosive play as well. Um, probably the only real deep shot we saw out of uh, Pickett that landed in the day. Um, so I think he's going to get more looks. Good, good for his confidence that he's sort of had a nice game here and can hopefully start stacking these up. It's the whole thing about using your receivers to their strengths. Like he's not a possession mm. receiver. No. So I don't know why they're putting him in these possession. I agree. Receiver positions. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because he but, walks backwards and loses first downs when he gets the ball yeah I mean just go down there like <laughs> that, like if you're going to run back just just go down there where you are but the uh, you know there's, there's some nice timing plays the slant play was nice yeah, that was yeah. nice nicely called um, but yeah I mean come on just just we've got the uh, it seems like Pickens is going to be an incredible possession receiver so just make those plays to him not to mm-hmm. DJ I don't know well, well it felt like Pickens kind of picked up some of the slack of what Claypool often does right I mean he had two runs including the touchdown run um, one went for 20 yards so there's another explosive play on the ground and uh, obviously the other was a touchdown so and it felt like those were kind of Claypool plays last week or the week before mm. uh, just three catches outside of that um, for 32 yards so I you know still want to see him get more involved but there wasn't a great deal more going around at the minute obviously because you know Pickett's not throwing for over 200 yards every game um, is it is it too early to say he's got the best hands on the team no I don't think it is I think he has I don't th- yeah I agree I was saying I think I think I think that's obvious right yeah, at least I think he has one hand that's better than most of the players <laughs> <laughs> he's better with one hand than most are with two so yeah <laughs> I think the only guy that would be close would be Fryermuth, but right. yeah. but I agree. I think he does. I, I don't. Has he dropped a pass yet this year? I don't remember Good. one. Not not oh. not an obvious draw. Only like incredo catch. Like yeah, right. You know. Yeah, not an accurate pass. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Though, Rich, I think Muth is the other one because I think him like across the seam contested catches. You know, if you've got one of those, you want it going to Pickens or or Muth, one of the two. Did yeah, you see you see the one one hander he made? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Reaching forward. Yeah, his catch radius is impressive for me. Yeah. I think he another... sleeps on Muth a little bit. I think I don't know. He needs to be in a better offense. Like we need to get this offense ready for Muth because I think he's ready to break out. Mm-hmm. Right, should we talk about Sims? I was gonna say, yeah, Sims so... slash Gunner. <laughs> Where's Miles Boykin go? That's my question. I don't know. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Maybe this was um... just wasn't the Boykin game. Oh, well, when will it be the Boykin game? That's what I'm asking myself. Ravens. But, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The revenge game. But, uh, yeah, Sims, just the one catch on the screen, but took it for 15 yards and had two carries, which uh, were both for one yard, but I think one was a kind of a key first down pickup. Um, Gunner, just just uh, just the one with a four-yard catch. But but nice to see, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a screenplay work for once as well. 
Yeah, we're having a few, a few work recently. Mm. Sims is just nice and lively in space, isn't he? Just, yeah. Just, I just want the, I just want to see him with the ball in his hands more often. Mm-hmm. The thing is with Gunner, like, and you're talking about play calling earlier, but who decided it's a good idea? Put the four for eight stick thin receiver, like an agile receiver blocking guys in the bubble screen. Who, who thought that was a great <laughs> idea? When you've got Pickens who's knocking linemen over for fun, why? who, who thought that would be going to put him out there? I don't, I don't it, know why that's... It can good. only be surprise tactics. That's the only reason. Surprise? Yeah. It would be a big surprise, yeah. Well, there is another reason. Uh, no one's thinking about it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but surely that can't be real. That can't be a reason. I hope so. That would be the charitable view. What, yeah. they're stupid? That's not a charitable view. <laughs> no, the other way, what you're saying. All oh, right. Okay. That can't be the truth. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I don't know. It, it's it is strange. Uh, I do wish we, were, but like you say, maybe they're just not expecting it. If they've got a guy out there that they're like, this guy, no, this guy's not going to block anyone. So maybe, maybe. But it does look like Sims the guy in the slot, right? I I, I don't see that changing uh, for, for the moment, for the time being. Yeah, as much as you want to see Boykin on the field, um, I just I don't know. I, I think he's done enough right now to to kind of look sprightly and look good, even off the ball. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I think I think so, Boykin is is a sort of, sort of he's kind of in the Pickens mold, isn't he? In yeah. some ways, so you know, you want to keep some variation like, in your basketball yeah, maybe, team. Maybe that's sort of. why they got rid of Claypool in the first place. They thought that maybe this offense would operate more effectively with some variation in the kind of players there. So uh, we'll we'll watch that going forward. But hey, look, let's get Boykin on the field at least for a few snaps, right? Well, let's get him in the end zone. Maybe he can solve those problems. <laughs> he was out there. He just didn't get any targets. I think, yeah. I, think I did see him. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure he was he was knocking about. Um, he, we've talked about Muth already, but uh, Connor Haywood made two grabs. One with a nice little shake move. You see that? To fake out a defender, pick up a first down. Yeah. On, th- on third down. So uh, just the two grabs from him, none from Gentry in this game. And he got absolutely oh, slammed on that one yeah. uh, reception. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Were you, were, you, uh, were you worrying for his health there, Kets? He's your boy after all. Yeah, it wasn't the uh, the nicest thing to watch, was it? But uh, there was a bit of that in this game in terms of like targeting and and some questionable plays on on both teams. To be fair, so uh, yeah, one to keep an eye on. It's a dangerous game. So just to add context, what you're saying, Gav, Miles Boykin, 14 snaps on offense. Uh, Gunner had 22. Sims had 32. Mm. So that's where the snap share is right now. Yeah. Okay, no. Well, that's off. Any, anything else on the offensive side of the football you want to talk about? I think we talked about the line, didn't we? Yeah. Just one important thing. Derek oh. Watt, move the chains. Hold on. <laughs> what, <laughs> what watch? The what watch? Hey, the what watch? The what watch? 7% of offensive snaps in this game, 6 snaps. That's more than usual. Making his right. money. Making his money after he came out and uh, wasn't happy with fans for suggesting that he, he's only on the team because he's DJ Watt's brother. <laughs> and you're saying about Claypool, I've just been looking at Claypool's stats since he's gone to Chicago. He's had uh, three yeah. receptions for 21 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, trade. you know, I mean, let's let's give him a chance. He's new. <laughs> and Justin Fields is, to be fair, running for about 300 yards a game. Yeah, not a lot of air yards in that offense. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. oh, oh, I just want to say about the offense. Really happy to see two things. The they're running more slants, or they are running slants. Mm. Which they really haven't running. At yeah, all. running slants, right? <laughs> I mean, I, who's going to cover Deontay Johnson on a slant? I mean, come yeah. on. And the other thing is, so happy the quarterback sneak is back in the playbook. 
Oh yeah. Oh, it's that's, good, isn't it? yeah. That's really good to see. And you and what does that tell us, guys? Yeah. <laughs> ben did not want to run the quarterback sneak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's three yards. It's a free first down. Free well, not, not for Andy Dalton. It's not. Not every time. No, it's not. Yeah, that's not, true. <laughs> not thanks to Connor Hayward and Co. Um, well, before we get to the defense, let's play my favorite game. Who was the highest ranked offensive player on PFF of the week? I, I feel like I had to. I almost skipped it, and then I saw the you know the results, and I was like, Rich is in. I gotta do this. So yeah, I I was honestly thinking about this during watching the game back. I was thinking, <laughs> I do not know. I mean, it's a tough one. It could be. I, an I'll RG. tell you what, as well, it is it is a vast difference. We're talking almost twenty points, <sighs> fifteen points, fifteen points. I mean, I'm going to say Najee, but that's just purely because of the running success. So we, we got Najee, Dave? Um, I, I have no idea what PFF wants. <laughs> that's um, the fun of it. That's the, fun, that's the fun of the game. So I'm going to say Pat. Pat please. Pat, okay. Uh, Rich, you got any, any guesses? Uh, I was going to say Friar Move too, but just to be different. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go Daniels. Daniels played really well. James Daniels, okay. Uh, Gets? Yeah, I like Daniels as a shot. I'm going to go with Pickens, though. George Pickens, okay. So, third place on offense. And I'm removing Derek Watt from this equation, who kind of throws this into disrepute, disrepute but it, but he's got so few snaps, he doesn't count. Uh, hang, third... on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not having Derek Watt dismissed like that. <laughs> what did he get? I mean, two. Well, Derek Watt technically would be second on this list, but, you know, he gets, you know, it's just because he does like two things a game. Uh, so out of the, t- the the players that played reasonable number of snaps, second, uh, sorry, third, James Daniels, sort of hovering at around a seventy-two. It's not that great. Uh, then above him with about a seventy-six, Jalen Warren, and then first with what looks to be about an eighty-seven, Dan Moore. <laughs> what? What? Get out of here! Really? Get out! What? Of here. Okay. What did PFF want? <laughs> <laughs> What? 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 Uh, I had to do that one. Had to do that one. Who's yeah, great? definitely. What the heck? So they rated more higher than Pickens or Najee or Friar Muth. Yeah, I mean Muth. So this is the ratings, right? So some of these guys that you, you gave out. Muth, 65. Pickens, about 61. Um, Chucks, about 56. Uh, <laughs> Kenny Pickett, about 66, 67. Dan Moore, 86, 87. 86? No, in fact, it might be an 88, because it's hard to tell with the you know with the graph. It might be an 88, 87, 88, it looks like. What was Dotson? Dotson was... Six. Uh, <laughs> eight. <laughs> about 64. 64. DJ, about 65. So to get an, 80, an 80-something grade, you've got to be doing quite a few plays that are better than just doing your job. Yeah. That, I didn't... What is it that Dan Moore was doing in this game that led to an elite grade? That that is bizarro. Considering he's at fault for most of the bad plays, he's got to be doing some really extra special things. I didn't see him. I don't know, Rich. You watched the All Twenty Two. Did you see Dan Moore do anything that was? Uh, you know, out of the to audience? be honest, I didn't focus on the line. I was focusing on Pickett, but I did notice some things, and I thought Daniels was definitely the best offensive line player we had in that game. Yeah. That's crazy, he, he's, he's improved a lot over you know since the preseason the first couple of weeks when we were like a bit iffy on him i think he's yeah. he's played well and along with mason Cole, i think they've been good pickups yeah yeah 
Uh, okay, we'll do the same thing on defense before we get into it. Uh, who do you think had the best score on defense? Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace from Rich? Yeah, it could be him. Or it could be KZ. Yeah, or it could be Watt. Uh, Watt. Or it could be Highsmith. Mm. So, I don't know. Do I need to pick one? All right, I'll go with... Um, <laughs> I like my boy KZ. I'm, I'm pleased KZ? he's made an impact, but I'm going to go with Highsmith. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or what? Uh, <laughs> which, which one are you choosing? I don't know. I'll go he's with what? I'll go with what? I'll go with what? I'll go with KZ then. KZ Kets? I'm going to go Morlet. Morlet? Okay, right. Uh, the answer, well, I'll give you top three. Well, third's a bit difficult because there's a lot of guys similar, but I think the third is KZ. Uh, but that's way further down. Second, quite close, about a 90, Cam Hayward. Ooh, and nice. wow, about man. about a 92, 93, it looks like to me, Alex Highsmith. Yeah. He, had a, he had a hell of a game. And got voted, uh, what did he get? Yeah, AFC uh, Defensive AFC, Player of the Week. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah I mean, forced fumble, what else did he get here? How many sacks did he get? Uh, he got two sacks, a tackle for loss, five tackles, a QB hit, and a forced fumble. Hell of a day. That's yeah. amazing what the difference what makes. He just frees up. It's crazy, Heisman. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, like, I hope he shared that trophy with TJ. <laughs> yeah. Has Mark Madden sent a written apology to his uh, his dad yet? To Highsmith's dad after all that. So, Do you remember all that yeah. Twitter mm. beef going on? Yeah, I did. Did yeah. you see the, the, um, the play made in coverage? Well, it's kind of in coverage. It was, it was against a, a, a run play, but he was, he was uh, in a wide split, you know, out near the numbers Highsmith was, which is... That, you know that's the kind of downside of the Steelers system, isn't it? You get these guys having to drop, but he made a play, like he shared the blocker, broke down, tackled Kamara by the side. Kamara, by the way, I mean they only had 29 yards of rushing. This is mm-hmm. supposed to be, you know, Kamara eight attempts, all right, not loads, but 26 yards, not the right great game script, but still you kind of expect Kamara to have a day. Four receptions, three, uh, uh, sorry, four targets, three receptions. They really nullified Kamara. Yeah, so that that, that nullified the run game. I mean, I think Kamara, what do you have like three point three yards per carry, and, and and overall in the rushing game one point nine yards per carry for the Saints. So. And this was a game without Miles Jack. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Who knew that Robert Spillane in coverage was the answer to stopping Kamara? Well, I think the well, Steelers knew. They've been trying to play him in that role since you know for well, a while. Let's pull back on it. the let's pull back on the Rob Spillane in coverage being the answer thing though. I mean, we. <laughs> This game we allowed 174 yards, and of those 174 yards, 51 of them were on uh, Spillane coverage. So let's uh, let's pull back on that a little bit. I don't know that he need uh, this team needs a specialist coverage linebacker like I need the vitamins contained within green vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> they do. That is true. Um, now, can we talk about TJ Watt? I mean, yeah, sure. Jesus Christ. I mean, it feels like. This team is junk without him and good with him. It's just like he's the ultimate Jenga piece, no? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the the right tackle is going to be thinking about TJ Watt swimming over him probably for the rest of his life. I mean, <laughs> the dude just was <laughs> disrupting passes, even when even when it's, he's got no business disrupting passes. The dude's just extra special. Just sets the tone. Opens up the whole defense. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you can say about this guy. Meeting him and him and ha- him and Cam meeting for lunch in in the backfield. Like, you know, oh, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I don't know, man. It's like the Spider Man thing. Oh yeah, you made it too. We're both here. Let's stop the guy. It's great. I just I, I, amazing. I mean, so disappointed. You know, how, would this season be? Would it? Would would the record be different if 
If it was for what I think, I think it's a good so. chance it would be. I mean, T.J. Uh, Watt is one of the NFL's very few defensive game winners, right? I mean, he. I mean, look at the yeah. what's the record? The record difference. I mean, we've lost how many games now without T.J. and then he comes back and there we are, back in the win column. Um, he seems to give the whole defense just like a a pep in the step. I, I, I don't know whether it's the just his presence or the fact that he's getting that extra pressure that wasn't there before, but it's just everyone's extra when he's on the field, you know. He affects everything, right? He just he just just yeah. simply affects everything. It's harder to run his side. The pressure is causing the pass to come out quicker. You know, the coverage gets gets sort of let off a little bit when TJ's on the field. Highsmith can dominate. Cam Hayward can get up the middle a little bit more. He he's he's just a di- he's just different. He's just you can't account for a guy like TJ Watt, and it just totally changes the game when he's on the field. Did and you guys see the video that? Um... And that's why yeah. he's not. That's yeah. why he's not packed the stat sheet, right? This isn't a TJ Watt packing the stat sheet game, but everyone else's stats can be attributed somewhat to TJ Watt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Zora had a great tweet about this earlier. Um, it was talking about the number of personnel groupings that we use with or without TJ. Um, game what, or week one was six um, different kind of personnel groupings. So you're talking core three, four, nickel, dime, eighty-seven percent plus of the time, kind of thing. And basically, if you look through the weeks, it was six, six, nine, nine, seven, eight, seven, nine, and then TJ comes back five. So everything just works better. Everything's kind of not more consistent. Yeah, you know, having to try and put kind of square pegs in round holes yeah, and all that yeah. kind of thing. Everything was just kind of more standard, and <clears throat> it's just effective. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Dave? Uh, did you guys see the um, the video Steelers put out of like a? It's like a, it's not mic'd up. It's like the sounds of the of the game, and uh, he was TJ was described as an apex predator. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a better description for the guy. <laughs> oh wow, there's another one of those in the AFC North, but that's that's a different that's a different reason. That's um, <laughs> uh, just predator, not apex. A beta predator. Um, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Right, so <laughs> redacted. Redacted. Yeah, who go back and cut that one? Uh, uh, yeah, what's the, what's the word we kept saying when we were talking about that incident? Um, alleged. Alleged. Allegedly. Mike, Mike was here. Yeah, allegedly. Um, Alex Highsmith. Yeah, let's give him his roses though. I don't want to give it all to TJ. I mean, he is. I mean, this is the thing, right? He's a he's a hyper effective player in his own right. I think it's clear that able uh, he's able to cause havoc when the other side, you know, is accounted for. I think the problem in the weeks leading up to this game, you know, isn't that Highsmith needs a TJ Watt on the other side. It's more that, you know, he's a talented dude who's being asked to do too much um, with no help, right? There was just no pressure being generated anywhere other than Alex Highsmith. So with the amount of focus on him, you know, I don't know that, you know, it's it's all on, on TJ Watt. It's all on Alex Highsmith. It's just that he's able to get his opportunities and eat when TJ Watt's on the field, which, you know, let's be honest with, Malik Reed and whoever else we're throwing out there on the other side of the, the line when TJ Watts out, it's, it's just not working. So, um, props to him, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, although I did think to myself, nobody had a better defensive game. I don't know. It, it wasn't, you know, sometimes usually there's like someone who's like a dominant game, right? But I don't know. Fair enough. Fair yeah, point. well, Highsmith didn't didn't take over the game, did he? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like there was no there was it no was one in the game. AFC this week that like absolutely destroyed. I don't know. Fair enough. I guess not. I hope, uh, interesting stats as well. Um, the lowest blitz rate of the season, 9.7% blitz rate, with 
the second highest pressure rate of the season, 32%. Wow. I mean, that just speaks volumes. That says a lot, it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a That's great That's what start. you want. I mean, you want no blitzing. Blitzing is bad because it opens up passing lanes. So and how many bad, times but, did we see that, though, with TJ in the previous you know, few seasons? Like, we, we rush with four and we get pressure, and that's that's what allows this defence to be so dominant a lot of the time. Yeah, makes the secondary so much better, doesn't it? Yeah. It's quite worrying, really, that your team is so reliant, reliant on one, on one guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, that's what happens when you've got a player that good. I mean, you, what do you do? How do you... You can't... I suppose you look at like the Eagles and the way that they're kind of like stacking up on the D line. They're not too dominant on any one guy. I mean, it is good to spread that out a bit, but you know, when you've got a guy that can change the game like that, I, d- I think we should have done a better job. Obviously, filling in the depth chart behind him, right? I mean, that much is obvious. We were saying that all off season, but you can't. Yeah, I mean, Malik Reed, that you know, that trade, he needs to start showing some things, doesn't he? To- yeah, well, that, that was that was such a whatever trade, though, right? We were just desperately looking for some depth for anyone that would be willing to give someone up that had some pedigree and seventh round pick, you know. They've not, not been great at, I mean, Highsmith, what was he? Third round pick, I think. They've yeah. not been great yeah. at fi- yeah. finding finding guys late to, that can affect the passer, have they? I mean, maybe those guys always get taken early, and that's yeah. that's just the nature but, of it. But Highsmith is a, you know, you got to give him credit for that one. I mean, that's not an obvious one. Um, he was kind of off the radar a little bit. I think you were the only person that had scouted him out of us, though, right? True, but you know, it it it, it, it was clear he he had the pass rush skills, and that's where mm. he, why he went where he did. But it's just they've not they've not found any diamonds in the rough. I mean, what was it? You know, Adonai or you know these skippers characters? They've not really worked out, have they? <laughs> Skipper characters. <laughs> you know? Or who is it? Who was the one last year? Whatever he ended up getting nabbed. All these guys. The, the training camp oh, type guys. Yeah, uh, who went to New York? Yeah, the guy from Miami, uh, Roche. Roche, Quincy Roche. Yeah. The, 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 the situational pass rushers don't seem to work out for the Steelers. It's a bit of a shame. It's like if you know if you lose Highsmith or what, you, you, there's no one. There's no one with any kind of pass rush. Yeah. It's a shame. Shame. Demarvin Leal went went to IR right because he was having quite a nice mm. start to the year. I know slightly that's you know, true. Slightly different yeah. in his mould, but he was having a nice year third round pick again so it's almost like you have to if you the Steelers need to be drafting a guy in the top three rounds to get a guy that's going to make an impact I mean you know, obviously James Harrison's the exception but he, he they kind of lucked into him uh, Cam Hayward great game um, made his presence known once again with uh, some key stops stopped Kamara on third down was a driving force behind that fourth down stop that effectively ended the game right with uh, Dalton I thought the the, the D line in general had a great day, um, hmm. just just bottling everything up. And I thought I think they were helped by the likes of Spillane behind them. Spillane showed himself to be a great run blocker in this game. Um, you know, I might rag on him for his his coverage abilities, but uh, if there's one thing he does well, it is bottling up the run. And Ogan Joby got involved. Was winning his assignments all day. So you can really tell those games where Haywood and Ogan Joby kind of, you know, I don't know, telepathically link up with each other. And <laughs> those are the games where we stop the run. It's uh, it's nice to see. I mean, you can't ask for more than just holding a team to 29 yards. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, with, and with Miles Jack out as well, like you said, and uh, Devin Bush and, and Rob Splane, you were a bit concerned about that going in. But uh, yeah, yeah, finishing with 10 tackles between them is is a nice result. You talk about Bush. R. Um, he looks increasingly assignment sound to me. Like mm-hmm. the mistakes he was making, the misreads, they're not happening anymore. 
And he's not missing tackles either. He's, he's missed one tackle, tackle this year. He's not misstepping. He's not just over-pursuing. Just seems more sound. Like, he's not making big plays, but he's making good plays. Yes, agreed, yeah. He's staying away from that line of scrimmage, isn't he? Because when he goes in there, he gets lost. He gets, mm-hmm. you know, someone runs either side of him or, or past him and he stops or whatever. Like, he's in one of the plays this year. But, uh, yeah, if he's kind of sits behind in that more traditional linebacker role, yeah, they might get three or four yards, but they're not going to get much more than that. That's kind of what you want from your, your linebacker. Yeah, I mean, he's playing well. It doesn't mean that I'm happy with the fact that he's not playing like a a player you trade up for in the first round. Yeah, that's sure. certainly not true. But he's playing. He's playing with solid football right now. Playing, playing maybe just a bit more conservatively, right? Just playing, just playing. Second him, round, that's, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, moving to the second. Sorry, anything else on the either D line linebackers? Don't know if I let everyone talk there. No, good. Okay, secondary. We roll on. I thought did a fantastic job. Held New Orleans to, uh, well, cornerback specifically held New Orleans to 66 yards when they were targeting outside receivers, which is impressive. Not that the uh, not that the Saints passing offense is particularly blazing, but um, Levi Wallace, you mentioned Rich. I'll let you I'll let you speak on him, but possibly the best game in a Steelers uniform, right? For sure, I think so. That that play he made on that streak down the sideline is in the fourth quarter. I mean, he's in the receiver's hip pocket the whole play. He high points the ball beautifully, comes down with the ball for the interception. I mean, Dalton under threw it slightly, but still he was right there and he made a beautiful play. I mean, no one – you just can't make a better play than that covering a receiver. It was perfect. And, uh, yeah, really nice to see. And on, on Kevin White, that play, who knew he still existed? Remember him? I was going to say that's the only caveat. It was Kevin White. But but no, listen. I know, I, I know Kevin White is the dead ghost, but like at the time, if we if we if we cast our minds back all those years to whenever that was that he was drafted in the first round, he was supposed to be more of a big body kind of like contesting catch guy. I mean, I guess that maybe hasn't come off, but I don't know. The Saints are still lining him up outside. Yeah, so. was the, that was the second time in the game he popped up. The first time he was dropping a crosser over the middle with no <laughs> no reason to drop it. I think Sutton was like yeah. somewhere in his area code. And uh, he dropped that ball. So, yeah, Kevin White, it's not really worked out. I feel sorry for those guys in Dynasty that drafted him with their first yeah, pick. What a flame out. Yeah. Got to be one of the worst. I mean, even it, who's worse, him or LeCron, uh, LeCron, LeCron Treadwell? Treadwell, yeah, they were the same time. Yeah, that was such a rough. Yeah, you really, if you missed that, you really missed. Yeah. Sorry to be pedantic, but a dead ghost? Surely they're all. <laughs> hey, so he's a ghost that's come back and di- he's a ghost that's come back and died again. That's oh, no. <laughs> Double dead. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's that A twenty four movie about a ghost? Have you seen that game? No. Oh, what's it called? I think it's just called Ghost, right? I need to see it. You mean the one with the with the the, the scene with the mold in the clay? He's talking that one. Whoopi Goldberg. Maybe? No, 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 no. The one where she like eats a pie for like seven minutes. Anyone seen no, that? Seen it. No, not seen mm. it. <laughs> Great movie. Love that movie. I'm sure. Yeah. Probably in the mold of some of the movies that maybe some of you guys wouldn't like. After I recommended uh, Midsummer to Rich, to m- much to my chagrin. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> send, send me a link to that movie. I want to see it. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. But, but I, I only brought that up because that's kind of about a, a, a movie about a ghost that also dies. So anyway, sorry. There you go. <laughs> Unrelated movie segment. Anyway. Yeah. All that being said, I think Levi Wallace did a good job against the larvae. <laughs> Mid seg. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, larvae. I mean, the guy is clearly. A very good receiver. He was the threat, right? I think. Didn't really go off, did he? I mean, what was he held to? Five targets, three receptions, forty yards. It was him and Juwan Johnson, right? Who who was it brought him up before in in the in the game preview? One of you did. I think it was me. Yeah, yeah I think it was you, Dave. Yeah. yeah. 
take take your credit. He was, uh, I think, the leading receiver in the game. So, yeah, he's he's a he's a, a target, right? He's, he's a release valve. But then at the same time, he's not like he. What, what other option is there than than that guy right now? Yeah, if, if it's not going to Olave, it's it's pretty rough out there, and Landry's yeah. not getting it done. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kets, you shouted out Morlet. Do you want to explain why you were so hot? You thought Morlet had the highest PFF grade. Oh, it was just that pass breakup. The way he, he kind of, and it was a, it was a larvae actually. He sort of went up and kind of put his hands up, not interfered with him, but kind of kept them up there, got the ball and and kind of just sort of ragged it enough that it it kind of it was it was a completed catch that came down incomplete. That's the best way to describe it. It was just a superb kind of textbook sort of cornerback safety play of how to sort of force an incomplete pass, mm. which he had absolutely no right to, to achieve. Yeah. Just sublime play. He I did agree. get beat on that Johnson touchdown, though. And, and, yeah. and by Landry for 17 yards. And could have, <laughs> he could have been flagged for illegal <laughs> contact downfield on a on one that he, he got. He was lucky to get away with one, basically. And, I, you know, I'm a huge Morlet fan, but it's just seeing him down. Not by the size of it. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to be analytical here and not just a fanboy. You know, I, it wasn't a Morlet game, was it? it? There wasn't much blitzing. There wasn't much... There was no run game to speak of because they couldn't block for Toffee. So, the, you know, Morlet was playing more a bit deep. But it wasn't much... What's happened to Trey Norwood? We saw him a couple of times, but what's the snap share there? It's... Um, You've got those figures there, but it seems like Morlet was 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 playing a bit more in coverage than I'd like. Mm. Um, Sutton had a good game, I thought. Um, I don't know if you've seen the the uh, was it Cam throwing out praise to Sutton and Sutton and Spillane for their communication. You know the, the kind of hidden aspect of defense that you don't necessarily see, but saying that Sutton was kind of calling the plays and adjusting things. You know pre snap. Mm. So, yeah, it was all good. It was a good cornerback day ultimately. Well, going back to Marlette for a second, you got to put him in a position to succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Putting him in a cover four deep zone is not is not really where he belongs, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I I think you're right, Gab. I think they I don't think they used him properly, I, and I, it's hard to believe they don't have anybody else that they could put in that position in the DBs. I mean, they have to, right? I, I didn't pay attention to everybody who was on the field, but that just doesn't seem the proper way to use that guy. Yeah, what's happened to Pierre? One minute he's he's the next next man up. Ne- he played no snaps on defense in this game, mm-hmm. and he was healthy because he's playing on special teams. Did he not? Because he got one assisted tackle. Did he do that from the was that on special teams or is that count? No, that's defense. Know. Defense. I don't know. I've, I've got the game book here, and it says he played no snaps on mm. defense. I don't know. Discrepancy <clears throat> between CBS and your game book. Have to track that down. Mm. We won't do. We won't do that at that level yeah. of investigative journalism. Start stat nerds, hit us up. <laughs> well, he's, well, yeah, about, um, he's saying about Levi Wallace. There's no bigger fan of Levi Wallace than KZ right now. Have you guys seen that video? Oh, of him, yeah, he's uh, his best oh yeah, singing his praises. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've not seen this. What is this? It's just him basically having a sort of. It's not even really a song, is it? It's just him going, "That's my best friend. That's my best friend." <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. This brings me on to KZ. Right. Thank you for saying this because I, I got to say, KZ may have, might have had one of my favorite games of any Steeler all year. Not not saying like best. It was a great performance, but not saying best. Just one of my favorite. Dude comes out right in his first game back from a serious injury. Starts laying wood, right? Has that? Mm. Um, has Welcome that to hit. the ball club. Yeah. Like, oh, you're a stealer. Okay. 
He gets let's called go. for a personal foul on Olave by absolutely burying him into the turf. I mean, I'll let, I'll let him have one of those a game, no problem. Then he picks off a deflected pass. Then we win the game. Then he walks down the tunnel, laughing to himself, singing "Hee hee hee" and saying, "I'm bat motherfuckers." <laughs> <laughs> Elite. Let's but sign this guy the, for ten years. <laughs> I mean, the click and close, the diagnose, the like coming downhill at speed to tackle. He had it, man. I feel like he is a safe pair of hands. All right, yeah. he might blow someone up. He's gonna brock a dude and maybe get flagged. I don't care. I like that. You know that that makes that's gonna make receivers think twice about crossing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's enforcement play. But he plays he plays enforcer like like Mitchell, uh, Mike Mitchell. Uh, but but plays more play. sound, more sound yeah, like yeah. more sound football, more understands coverage. Just you know, this is the, the league is moving to split safeties. And he is the perfect guy as number three safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he's a human missile that plays smart. Yeah, that doesn't set himself off. Now, when Minka comes back, now I don't know you you scheme nerds tell me why this is infeasible. But when Minka comes back, is is there some possibility that like we could have yes. Minka? Yeah, so I'm thinking like Terrell Edmonds hovering around the, the line of scrimmage and like I don't know KZ yeah. patrolling around, dominating. Absolutely, yeah. and it, that, that, I, I fully expect that to happen, especially on third down plays where you, where where we've had Spillane in the dime back a role. You could definitely play a three safety look, and you can cheat Edmonds down into the box. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Dime package. I'm excited to see that. Yeah, let's just keep KZ on the field a little bit more. Um, and yeah, I mean, outside of that, I mean, you know, the the passing game of the Saints was pretty moribund, so there wasn't a a, a ton, you know, for for some of these guys to do. But we refer back to the opening gambit of yeah. this was the amorphous blob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's the D. De- anything else on defense? Uh, Evans Evans had a quieter yeah, Edmonds, game, yeah. but he's he, I like the way he's just getting quietly getting into passing lanes in, yes. in the zone game and just 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 putting the QB off. Just he's there. He's in the right place and the ball's not going his way. But he had a, he had a sort of quietly good game. Yeah, his his role is effective now. You know, I've been a big proponent. Let's sign him up. Let's let's get him signed. Uh, I just had a little kind of cautionary note on Edmonds, just ooh. to be careful and don't purposely go around hitting people just to hit people, because refs tend to throw, uh, throw flags for that kind of thing. I but, like uh, just hitting people for the sake of it. Yeah. Bring that back. No, but <laughs> sods law happens that. when it's a really tight game and we're in the fourth quarter and he does it and gives up 12 yards or something. That is always when those, those, those calls happen. A daft play. Yeah. So just like, just fine, go and hit people, but do it legally. Don't don't find an excuse to hit them when the play's Illegally? over or whatever. Illegally? Uh, okay, let's get to the one man who we will lambast and, and, and well, crucify. Well, is it just and, one man? Oh, is it just one man? How many men have you got? I've so, got a whole unit. I, I thought this was the worst special teams performance I've seen in a long time. Ooh, my boy PH3 had some nice punts in this game. Let's not lump him in there. I just don't think the, the kickoff and punt units played to their normal standard. There was yeah. illegal contacts. There yeah. was accidental touching. There was holding Ooh. pens. <laughs> there was obviously the missed field goals. It didn't. It felt like... Heavy petting. Went, yeah, heavy petting. <laughs> there was dive bombing, running did in the wait, pool. Did, do they have heavy petting in the US, Rich? Is, I like doing this now and again. <laughs> heavy rule petting? in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a note. <laughs> All right. You get three guesses. What is heavy petting? I've heard the term, it's, but I, I, 
I, I maybe I could get it out of a multiple choice, but I don't think I. I don't think take, I can take just one guess rough stab in the in the dark. Please. It's usually a rule in pools. Yeah, pools. yeah on, on the pool. side of swimming pools, it always says like rules and you know don't push people, don't dive in the shallow end, no heavy pen. Was it like groping someone? <laughs> More or less. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it's implied like accepted groping, not unwanted groping. Yeah. I guess. Maybe a couple of bases earlier. So like two, <laughs> straight like, to third. Like two people making out in the yeah, pool? basically. Yeah, yeah okay. that's the illustration that usually accompanies it. Not groping. I think, I think that's actually technically an, an illegal. Offense, not like a rule breach. Consent is important, people. Yes. Anyway, back to football. <laughs> that was a nice little segment. I enjoyed that. Okay. <laughs> uh, what were you saying about the uh, the kickoff and the punt units? I don't know. I've kind of lost that point. But yeah. I, I didn't think they were up to their usual standard, is all I was saying. It wasn't a great special team today, but it didn't matter ultimately, did it? Yeah. Although it was... Uh, it was concerning when Wright was shanking uh, field goals, right? Yeah, so this was the man who was going to be lambasted and, and has been by the, you know, the Steelers uh, fans. I, I don't know. Why did we get rid of, of, of Scabia, Scabia, Scubia, Scooby-Doo? Scabia. What was his name? <laughs> what was his, the guy who Nick, kicked for us the week before? Skibbity, Skibar. Nick Skibbity, Skibbity, Skibbity-Doo. Uh, there you are, that kid. He was fine. Well, why did we get rid of him? Why, 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 know, have, we most, got, why have we got accurate, Matt Wright? Most accurate kicker ever. Yeah. And, and you go go for uh, Matt Wrong. I mean, this guy. I, I feel like we already knew this, right? I don't know why. This is what confuses me. I would understand if we were like, oh, we kind of like the look of this new kicker, and we weren't this attached to the other one. That's one thing. But we already had this guy in, and we've seen him kick for other AFC North teams, and he struggles to kick in these environments. I, I, why? What's going on there? <laughs> I don't know. Weird decision. Weird. These are the weird decisions that the Steelers make all the time, and I think there's a certain segment of the fan base where it really frustrates them. Um, is that the, the same Matt Ryan that, is... that couldn't reach like <laughs> the goal put like he couldn't reach yes. like a, a, a PAT. He, like he, he, he looked like he should have been in school the next day. He, like he's, yeah, like, like am I thinking of the same guy? You are, yeah. And, and I think okay. what's the problem is what's happened is he's he had like maybe I think he had like one good game kicking for the Jags right, and then I think he like accidentally kicked a sixty-one yard one in one game, <laughs> and then uh, now he's back. So I yeah, I think the moon was low in the sky that day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's never looked confident, and he's never looked like he's got the power to be an NFL kicker to me. Um, he seems to to require to to, to like w- put way too much of his body into it, and he and then that's why you end up with those crazy like um, scuffed shots, like the one we saw that went way to the right. So unfortunately, we we signed him off the you know, uh, we signed him from the Chiefs practice squad, so we have to keep him around apparently for three weeks. So look forward to that. Is, is the too much body into it thing? Is that is that an actual like? kicking thing no as in, as in like he's putting he's having to put like so his maximum power is such that he's having to use so much of it that his oh. accuracy is 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 he's, he's having to put too much too much body weight behind it rather than leg power yes what you're saying. exactly that's thank you you've, you've okay. clarified effectively okay okay, <laughs> okay. before we anyway, the game yeah. sorry um there's been a lot of talk around the pigeons of uh mm. pigeons of and i'm like for a long time, correct me if I'm wrong, but for a long time, the quality of Heinz Field slash Acrisaw Stadium's field has been no, put into question. Not having it. Yeah. Well, well, no. hear me out. Hear me out. That it's that it's a what over here we would call it a a turf field, but in the US it's a natural field. Am I, is is it something else? Which is is there a different term for? Because like turf no, is it could be natural grass, natural grass field. That that that's yeah, that's fine. 
Okay. Just just to remind listeners that maybe are new to the show, Dave was actually a turfsman, a groundsman, right? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I a groundskeeper. Well, I didn't work in, I didn't work in the US for a start, but I, my my field was more in in greenkeeping. I was working in golf, so you want you want very different things out of a natural surface in golf. You're looking for something that's receptive and fast, etc., and smooth. But um, mm. in rugby. You want a surface that is soft enough that it's going to be limiting impact. So when a, a body is being tackled to the ground, they're not going to be having a massive hard impact with a hard surface. But at the same time, it isn't going to pull up and just churn up straight away. It's not soft. So you want in the similar thing out of a American football surface, an NFL quality surface. But at the same time, there's more than one team playing on this surface it's getting a pounding from a college team as well so sorry my air quotes professional opinion is that either this surface is being seeded at the wrong times which is drawing birds to it because it the main thing that birds eat, what is it? They eat seed. They love they they love eating seed. It's it's like a a banquet. You basically spread out a massive banquet over the field for them. They're going to eat it. The only other thing it could be is uh, turf pests, which which over here is predominantly chafer grub, which we know as daddy long legs when they grow up. Um, the chafer, sorry, leather jackets are daddy long legs. Wait, what, 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 what are daddy lo- what are daddy long legs? Uh, leather they... jackets. Leather jackets become daddy long legs. What are leather jackets? I need to look this up because I've is never understood. A, a small larval, grub, is it? It's the larval form of the daddy long legs. You see, you you come here for football, you stay for grub talk, and, and then you've got <laughs> you've got the chafer grub, which is become the chafer beetle, which and they all they all feed on the the Ooh. roots of turf, and when it's getting a pounding consistently week on week and it's not being relieved so it's not having air put into it and and it's not being it's not given time to relax you're going to start getting pests invading so it's either that they are seeding at a weird time but i I don't know u.s schedules when it comes to seeding and feeding etc so any u.s turf gods let me know if i'm wrong but it's either that they're seeding at a weird time or they are having an infestation of something this year. You think there's an infestation? Potentially, because I've, 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 has anyone seen that many pigeons on a field before on on Heinz Field on Acushaw Stadium Field? But I quite like it. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, to be fair, it's not it's it's not yet interrupted a play. It's not become an issue yet. But when it becomes a problem is when Pickett throws the ball and it hits a pigeon square in the in the dish and it 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 drops into a the opponent's hand that it becomes a problem pick it to pigeon interesting yeah. <laughs> it i like happen. this corner this is a good corner turf what, watch with what Dave would Hart. the rule be if like pick it through the ball and then the the pigeon like intercepted it and carried it to the end zone <laughs> or flew off know. with it flew away with it into the <laughs> into the sky i think what the game just then? has to end then right but pick it got it, 1000 yards passing on that one play <laughs> the pass is never completed the game never ends i think what i'm getting at is the fact that it's uh, it's a home advantage, but also like um, for a, a natural surface, it, the, the impact is lower. So there's been studies done into um, artificial versus a natural surface, and the impact 
of a player on the ground is greatly reduced by a natural surface because it's softer. You, you can put as much sand as you want under an artificial surface. It's never going to be as soft as, and, and to play to the same standards as a natural surface. So, but at the same time, the in like injuries have sort of leveled off. They're like at one point, natural versus artificial surface was way different. Like if you're on a plane on natural surface, you were less likely to be injured as as a result of impacting the surface, like being tackled to the ground. Um, and it's sort of become about the same now. It's sort of caught up. But I still I I still firmly believe that. A natural service is, is you have less chance of having concussion as a result of being tackled or having an injury as a result of being tackled. You well, know, I what? know the turf is much better now mm-hmm. than it was when they first came out with it. Sure. In the late 70s, I played on AstroTurf, and I'm telling you, it's brutal. It it's really, old. really, really fast. You could really run, but it's basically cement underneath a layer <laughs> yeah. of turf. That's yeah. all it was. It, the ground was so hard. Every time you hit the ground, it really hurt. Like it was horrible. But I think today's turf is better. I think they have more cushion under it. I'm not sure, Dave, if you know, but I, I think it's better these days. Yeah, they'll usually have a layers of of different grades of sand, so it, it it responds in a similar way to how a natural soil would. But it's it's never going to be quite the same, in my opinion. It, mm. It's it, it's always like you say, it, it feels harder, and it's it, like I say, you run fast on it. But if you're tackled to the ground on it, and your head impacts it, you know, like you, know, you see that sort of thing where the someone's tackled and the, the body sort of rolls and the head just snaps back onto the ground. Mm-hmm. That sort of impact is it's way harder. It, it looks way harder than when someone is tackled onto a, a natural grass surface, anyway. And a lot of NFL players are coming out saying they don't want turf now, right? Like saying there's more injuries and the NFL saying there's no proof of that. Aaron Rodgers has come out and said he wants turf to be thrown out. Okay. So you just have to look at the number of injuries at MetLife Stadium. That's, yeah, well, that's uh, kind of that where it's all that question. Spa- yeah, that's where it's spanned from, I think, is is the number of injuries in these turf stadiums. And yeah, it was news today because Aaron Rodgers, you know, as it is news when Aaron Rodgers said anything now, um, that he thinks they should get rid of the turf. It kind of suits the Steelers, though, right? They, they do things in an old-fashioned way. I, I, I think uh, keep the yeah. the home advantage. Hey, hey, yeah. Rich, what did hmm. you think to my uh, Aaron Rodgers, James Carnin rollerball at this point in his career comparison? <clears throat> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah roller. Uh, if, you, if you haven't seen rollerball, Simon, I think you would like it. It's yeah. <laughs> basically corporations are running the world. Basically, the world leaders are corporations, and and James Caan is kind of fed up with it, and he's he's he's, re- he's rebel like a rebel against the corporations, and 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 they've settled their differences by playing this game rollerball, you know. So it's it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think cool. like it. Oh, Gav must love it because he's giving it a five out of ten. <laughs> That's the remake. That was the remake. Oh, sorry. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong one. The okay. Remake. What dreadful. year was the? So no, this I'm looking at the 1975 one. Okay, I maybe need to watch it again. <laughs> it's iconic. It's iconic. Yeah, it's not a great movie. I'm yeah, not. I'm not telling you, but it's interesting for sure. Yeah. And you know, you can, I could see corporations running the world one day. I mean, we're we're okay. headed there. It mm. seems. Yeah, Elon Musk would tell you they already are. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I'm not going to get into my Elon Musk rank. Let's keep the pigeons. Uh, big fan of the pigeons. As a man who has a pigeon, as a man who has a pigeon tattooed on his arm, big fan of the pigeons. Do you really? You do. Pigeon, my spirit animal. Wow. Wait, you can't say that. (laughs) My pigeon's more than two and a half, friend. Hundreds and a half. 
Uh, What's the story behind the pigeon? Well, the, the, the pigeon is kind of a, a mascot for a band, which is what the tattoo is, and then so that's why. But what, what, what do you share with a pigeon that, in terms of your? I, I, so I kind of just like the life of a pigeon. No, well, I don't know. I, I, I associate with the life of a pigeon. They're what, just kind li- of like living in a deserted roof space, yeah, pooing over your friends, and, and then living, cramping off a bridge. Yeah, living sad, like but you know when people like are mean to pigeons and chase them around. I always find it sad. I I like looking at pigeons. There, you know, there's always like one like with like one one leg and kind of dotting dossing around and i don't know they're just kind of like a, a sad creature to be pitied and they're all i don't know <laughs> just don't, li- living a harsh a life very, out uh, on the street great picture and, of your life right now That's... and just you know <laughs> it's, it's rough being a pigeon You've got affinity with sad creatures to be yes, paid exactly <laughs> <laughs> with the name hank apparently that yes, particular band is pigeon hank, is called hank hank the pigeon is correct that is what i have to in my i'm correct uh, interestingly Steelers reference that is the name of pat fryer dog what hank the pigeon oh it's called hank the dog it's not <laughs> pigeon. maybe we'd have got hank the pigeon the dog wouldn't it that'd be a bit strange yeah. anyway, anyway what's next should we move on to the bengals <laughs> or are we doing something else yeah let's do that yeah we'll jump in the bengals then we can get straight to all the other stuff so uh okay well here we go rolling right into the steelers uh, at the bengals is this at home or away as i try and find where i saved the home info at home okay cool now the Steelers beat the Bengals in week one of course as we'll all remember um a game kind of dominated by the Steelers defense at the time uh with a Mitch Trubisky led offense of course since then the teams have probably headed in completely different directions it's fair to say right the Bengals offense has kind of certainly got rolling especially in more recent weeks I think it kind of had that that uptick start right when the offensive line started playing better and Jamar Chase was on fire obviously He's now injured and, and has been gone for a while. He's probably targeting next week, apparently, to come back. So we won't have to worry about him. Um, but, you know, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd have still been going off in his absence. And, you know, the Steelers' defense is, has struggled. But now we've got Watt back. And he was a very key piece, if you remember, in that first game. And that's mm-hmm. why Joe Burrow ended up throwing four interceptions. And he said, and this is where I'll, I'll throw the conversation over to you guys, he said that he isn't going to throw four picks in this game. <laughs> Which I thought was a very bold thing to say. Now, you know, four picks in a game for Joe Burrow, you should almost never do. But do you really want to put that on yourself before before an NFL game? I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you three areas where they're bad. Rush yards, they're 29th in the league. Rush attempts, they're 25th in the league. So that tells you that this is a team that's leaning heavily on the pass, can't get the run game going. And in sacks allowed, they're 29th. So to me, this this speaks of a team that's pretty one-dimensional. It's like if they get the pass game going, and they've been good in certain games. Like they, I got this quote from uh, I, I head over to to Bengals Internet five thirty eight dot com. Um, they've got the highest DVOA variance in the entire league this season. In other words, the Bengals have statistically been the least consistent team in the NFL on a week to week basis. So in, when they're good. They're very good. And when they're bad, they're very bad. And those stats I mentioned earlier, if you can contain the rush game, which is, it seems doable. Mixon's not been going off. He had that five TD game in that one game. If you can rush the passer, they're, you know, fourth worst in the league at allowing sacks. I think this is, this is a game that the Steelers can stay in with TJ Watt and Highsmith getting pressure and with the linebackers, and the D-line stopping the run, I think the Steelers are in this game. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Burrow's been sacked 32 times, tied for third, third most in the NFL. This is the second lowest pass block win rate at just 47%. And they're giving him, this is all from 538. I've hit the gold on this, on this one. The unit is also giving Burrow even less time in the pocket as Bengals average is down from 2.4 seconds last year to 2.2. May not seem like a big deal. Keep in mind, half a second separated the league's best. 2.6 seconds from the worst. Steelers, 2.1 in that metric a year ago. So that extra one-fifth of a second is all the difference. And and the, and the Bengals are bad at it. So th- expect pressure in this game. At home, TJ Watt, division rival, go Steelers. <laughs> okay, well, we'll vote, vote of confidence from Gav. I, I think we've got to ensure, though, that we are stopping the run. I mean, I know, like you said, 29th in the league, but... I mean, he popped off last time he played. Like, what did he got? So he went for 100 and, 158 yards rushing in his last game. Um, 153 yards rushing, sorry. And 58 yards receiving, five TDs. Now, I know that's an isolated game, but the run game got going in that game, you know, much in the same way that ours did in this one. Um, maybe not as explosively, but... And they're coming off a bye, Gav. Have you considered that? That is that is a question. But this, I mean, we've all thought that the Steelers' rushing game has been awful. They've got 976 yards this season. Bengals have got 889. They're actually worse than the Steelers. But is that not now? Is that not? I'm not saying that the rushing game isn't is, is the best in the in the NFL or anything. But is that not kind of diluted a little bit by how good this passing offense is? That they don't need to run the ball maybe quite as much. Well, that's that's a valid point. Valid point. I'm just, uh, you know, and and we've looked, you know, our secondaries looked a little better. We've looked a bit better in coverage, but this is this is always a tough matchup with Burrow and and, and Higgins running over the middle. And Boyd always plays well against us. It seems as a Pittsburgh hometown guy. Yeah, they are seventh in the league in passing yards. I know. I, I hear you though. I hear you. There's certainly an opportunity here, and it would be nice to get the double over the Bengals in a year where we've we've looked so poor. Right, it'd be a small victory. Yeah, there's there's a route to success here. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, you, it's like they've got a weakness. They can't run the ball, so you can you can sort of play the pass. And and how you do that is you start. They're giving up sacks, so you you, you get to the quarterback. That's that's the key. Yeah. I've learned better though than to expect the Steelers to build upon things that you see the week before. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the rug on you. <laughs> Right, does anyone else feel this way? Like it feels like every time you think the Steelers have got over one hurdle, there's just three hurdles in front of them that they stumble over. Um so I, I don't know, I don't I don't quite share your confidence. Um what, how how are you feeling about this game, Rich? I think if Chase plays, I, I think we lose. Um with Chase out. Yeah, I think we got a shot. I, I think I'm gonna end up picking the uh the Steelers to win this game. Uh, T.J. Watt again is it's it's all the difference in the world. He just he just causes havoc and opens up everything else for the DBs and for everyone. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Steelers. I think it's more or less confirmed that Chase is out, right? I think yeah, according to Roto Wire, he's he's targeting Week 12. So yeah, he's out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look back to week one, I mean, he was the thing that brought, because that was a wild game, right? If you remember, that was the game that went on forever and a day, and he took it to overtime. It looked like they'd won it, but then they, they missed the extra point, I think, right? Or something like that. And uh, we went to overtime, and, and that was almost all on the back of Jamar Chase in that game, after uh, Burrow had thrown four interceptions to keep us alive. So, you know, without him in it, it's a fair point. And I, I think we do have the chops to, to keep, you know, Boyd and, and Higgins alone kind of covered up, and um, who else are they running out there now? That, uh, Mike Thomas? He's out. Or is he? 
Who did you run out with the third receiver position? Gab, you got eyes on this? Yeah, it was Mike Thomas. Is it was. he out? Uh, might not be. Sorry. Yeah, um, if, he's, if he's not out, it's him. So it's always Hayden Hurst as well, who's found a nice home there. He's he's been effective when called upon. Yeah. But like you say, offensive line struggling. So <laughs> hopefully, with TJ Watt back and Highsmith having a good game, we can we can make it into that kind of game again, and and uh, and we'll go from there. The injury report. Uh, looks better today than it did yesterday. Um, Witherspoon's still not practicing. What, what's going on with him, man? I mean, odd, but uh, it is what it is. I mean, I don't know that it's. It feels like less of a loss than it did when he first went out. Uh, TJ Watt just resting. It looks like Cameron Hayward just resting. Um, but other than that, that's the only real DNP that's major. We're getting Minka back. Obviously, we didn't mention that he was out last week with the um, uh, appendicitis, right? How the hell is he practicing? Surely he's got like a a, a, a scar that's still healing. Like how, how do they re- remove an appendix appendix these days? Is it taken out through your like a tiny hole or something? That's a good question. Uh, ask Joe Burrow. That's, yeah, that's he had appendicitis and he was like, taught, is he going to be back for the season, right? Yeah. That's a great yeah. question, Dave. Is it like keyhole surgery now? Because like there was a point where it, it was, I remember as a kid, someone having appendicitis and they were gone from school for like a month. Most painful affliction, so they say, apart from gallstones. What's the kidney cells? Yeah, you know about that, so I don't know. <laughs> Getting kicked in the nuts repeatedly, that would be bad too. <laughs> that's what watching sure that's every nuts and block feels like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bengals defence, uh, 30th in the league in sacks. So not getting that pressure. That's, that's uh, promising, isn't it? Interesting. Yeah. I'm more hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're not a defense that's kind of stacked with names either right i know they've, they've got some sort of nice pieces in the middle but yeah it's not it's not a defense that you look at and, and run away from they are definitely a team that's trying to score points on you and, and win those those highest scoring games are they uh, is, is the bengals plan well it worked last year so let's just do it again is that their plan like because like we, we were mediocre until about now and then we suddenly hit form not sure that's going to work for him again. I don't know. Mm. It, it felt like it required a lot of, I don't want to say luck, but I'm going to say luck last year, right? Just just to make it through those playoffs. They just got on a really hot streak. Burrow was playing insane, obviously, and they've got those playmakers. But can you rely on that on a week-to-week basis? You're going to win a lot of games, but I feel like at any moment a team shuts you down or, you know, if you come up against yeah. a team that can score as many points as you and you're in a conflict game all of a sudden. Um, I'm just trying to look through the teams that they've beat this year. So they've beat, obviously, uh, the they lost to us in week one, uh, lost to the Cowboys in week two, beat the Jets, but kind of before they started their surge, um, beat the Dolphins. I think that was with a backup QB, right? Or was it? I have to double check that. Lost to the Ravens, then beat the Saints, beat the Falcons, then lost to the Browns, then beat up on the Panthers. They haven't really had a hyper-impressive win if I'm no, honest, no, like they've had quite a bit of an easy schedule, to be honest, and it, yeah. it, their schedule is, which is inverse of their season last year. Like last year, their their season, their schedule got easy, and then they went on a run. Whereas this year, they've had an easy run, not doing that well, and it's getting a lot harder from now. Hmm. So who knows? Maybe we'll see them come back down to earth. Um, okay, you want to pick this game? Yeah, shall I go first? Sure. It sounds like I'm you're gonna, confident. I, I am confident. I'm going to pick. I don't think it's a high-scoring game. I think it's a 21-17 game. I think it's close. 
but I am picking the Steelers, especially at home. I know the I know the uh, Ravens. Ravens on my mind. The Bengals are coming off a bye, but I just think without Chase, they're not the same. Yeah, I've I've gone with a similar scoreline of twenty seventeen. Yeah. And and it's worth noting that Pickett is undefeated at Acrishaw Stadium. Hmm. Is that, that so? Is How many games has he played there? <laughs> well, like one of them was a half game because Trubisky came in and finished it for him, but you still you can give him that one, right? Sure. I think he was losing, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> what are you picking, Dave? Did you sorry, did you say? Uh twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Okay. Kets I, I severely needed you on the quiz. Did it is it apparent? <laughs> Did you listen back to that show? Yeah, I enjoyed that. Just gaffed as much. <laughs> so, so yes, great, great yeah. apparent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So enjoy, enjoyed me failing drastically to run a quiz and also score. So I, need, I needed my right hand weights and measures. So don't go away again. What, what you're experiencing right now is witnessing me trying to host a podcast and do his picks that you forgot to do earlier. So I feel in a, <laughs> yeah, I feel in a similar boat. That's rough. <laughs> Gets, what's this go? I'm going to... I'm going to say we lose with the hope that that allows us then to win. I'm going to say Bengals win 28-17. Wait, wait. You're getting in your own head with picks and picking losses because you think that'll mean a win? Yes. You think we're going to lose with the hope that they will win? That, that's, that's a lot of words that make very little sense. It's very convoluted. <laughs> just just go with what you feel, man. Don't like try and think superstitiously that if you pick a win, they'll lose, etc. Let the man pick what he, what he wishes to pick. Okay. I've picked what I wish to pick. Do what you <laughs> he's, want, He's strong-willed. He's strong-willed. <laughs> so are you we winning or losing? I'm confused. <laughs> losing, 28. No, hang on a minute. Actually, <laughs> I need to amend that 17 because Matthew Wright will miss some kicks. So <laughs> I'm going to go with... See, I'm going to... 28-13. Okay, so now you've picked that. What do you think the score will be when the Steelers win? <laughs> uh, if we win. <laughs> <laughs> 2017. If it's a low-scoring game, the Steelers win. If it's a high-scoring game, then good night, Vienna. Do we need to have a discussion about rules again? No, no, please, no, please. Oh, is that different? Uh, Rich, you got a score? Steelers 24-20. 24-20. Okay, I will be the negative one of the group this week. Um, something about the Steelers winning a game this season makes me think that we're going to lose a game immediately after to a team that can attack heavily. Uh, I'm going to say Bengals 34, Steelers 16. <laughs> Dear. I wasn't that negative compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, just done, I've just done it because I actually think they're going to win, but I think that if I pick... Oh, not you as well. No, <laughs> you're not allowed to do that. You get pulled up on that. Yeah, no double think around here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to predict uh, that they lose with the hope that they win. And, uh, <laughs> and if they win, I'm going to change my... Yeah. <laughs> okay, first sack. Uh, are we going to have a round of what's here? I don't know. Yeah, do we, do we go back to the what number of sacks? Or what rule? Oh, so. yeah, that's a good question. I think so. Yeah, do you want to do that? We can do that. Sure. He had none last week, so that would have been interesting. Mm. Oh, uh, the first, he's going to have one. Hmm. I fancy a coming out party here. I'm going to go two and a half. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> exactly. So what? It has to be two and a half exactly. Well, I don't know. How do we do? How do we normally do halves? Do we normally just guess two and a half, or do we just? I can't remember. Well, my prediction was three. So okay, I'm doing two and a half. Okay. When did Rich guess three? 
we won. All right. <laughs> okay. No, Rich, sorry, Rich guessed two and a half week one. Oh, it's three. Did he win? Uh, no, he got one. Yeah. Mike and I won. It's a gamble to win. Okay, Dave, how many sacks for what? I'm saying three. Three. three okay. Gets? Uh, I was going to say Highsmith, but you've changed the game. Oh, now. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I will go with two. Not but wait, this was your game and this was the rules and, it, and we only changed <laughs> The rules just got changed. <laughs> I was going to say because the majority... <laughs> well, they only, cha- they only changed because TJ got hurt. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Is I'm going two, two with revert. what then? Two and what? Two with what? Rich, how many did you say? One. One. Okay, cool. Thank you. Hey, guess who I noticed is just sitting on the uh, the depth chart for the Bengals? Um, famously, the the play, my favourite player of the draft of all time, Gab. Do you remember who it was? Ogun Joby. Oh, not Ogun Joby. Uh, 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 <laughs> Joseph Asai. Oh, Asai, yeah. Remember? Remember yeah. that? That was what a time. To him? That was a time. Yeah. He, Has he's he played? Kind of, he's, he's, he's played, but has very sort of whatever stat. He just kind of played a backup role, I think, by the looks of it. Shame. Yeah, you were big on him. Where was he? Oklahoma. This season, he's got uh, seven combined tackles, fight with five assists. Uh, he was Texas. Oh yeah, Texas. And they've got uh, Cam Taylor Britt, who is was that Mike's guy? I think it was Mike's guy. And Akeem Davis Davis gave her, wasn't that? That was someone's guy. That was one of right? my. That was my. Yeah, it was your guys. Yeah. yeah, swimming yeah. in our, They always pick our guys. The Bengals. Yeah, That's yeah, AFC right. North football, right? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. What was the next thing? Uh, weird uh, happening. Or, or just just uh, stats events. or whatever events, whatever this. Okay, I got one. I got one. Yeah. I got one. I got one. Pickett catches a receiving touchdown. Brackets <gasps> Philly special. Oh, you've nice. been you've been teased in by Tom Brady's uh, disgusting play. I know. So it was, it was more the fact that they ran they ran the wildcat a couple times and there was no one in in the vicinity of Pickett. I think you see that and think, hmm, it's very Matt Canada. Yeah, Maybe let's that. try it. Let's try it. Hmm. Uh, feel free to jump in here because I don't know who's thought and Dave you got one a part of me wants to ride my Jalen Warren touchdown into the sunset and see if it hits at some point but I don't think it's it's uh, it's not showing any signs of, of happening right now um, I'm going to go with two interceptions and four sacks in the game in the game or for the Steelers for the Steelers okay mm. interesting Nice. I'm calling Joe Burrow out and saying that he throws four picks. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> four pick game. The Joe Burrow call out pick. Yeah, okay. Uh, you got anything, Rich? Watt and Hayward, a sack apiece. Mm-hmm. And Highsmith, two sacks. Watt, Hayward, sack apiece. Okay, so four sacks, and, and you said where they'll go. Okay. Now, do they have to be exact, or can they get more than that? I think it's up to the person who scores it. Guess. <laughs> I mean, what, what did I guess last week? I guessed three sacks and two interceptions or something. And so I didn't get that exactly, but I was pretty close. So if you have to be exact and you get no points, then I guess I, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure how it scored. You had three sacks, one interception last week. And I gave you a point for that. Oh, okay. So we don't oh, have to be exact. So we got, what did we get last week? Three sacks and two interceptions. Is that why? I took it as being at least that. Okay, fine. Okay. 
Hmm. Now I'm I'm like uh, I didn't have one prepared, so I'm kind of I still haven't thought of one. I just wrote down the word pigeon. <laughs> pigeons will be there that's ironically if you'd have said pigeon every week this year you'd be winning the game <laughs> you're going to say pigeon has impact on play or something that's like that? what I was yeah that's what I was trying to I was trying to go for but is it really going to happen then I was kind of like do I try and do like an Eli Apple's mom thing because in, in you know in respect to, to Mike who's not here one of his favourite bits of course mm, no okay I'll stick yes! <laughs> I'll stick <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with I'll stick with a pigeon. Yeah, pigeon. <clears throat> ball hits pigeon. That's gonna. I'm not gonna specify on what kind of play. It could be a kick and play. Could be a throw. Could just be that the pigeon flies into the ball. Doesn't even have to be during a live play. But like, well, it has to be the ball that's being used. That's that's gonna be the, the stipulation I put on it. The a ball touches pigeon. It's a big puff of feathers. The, mm. the American Animal Humane Society is gets in touch. Yeah, yeah. Pete, Peter Peter tweets about the steel. <laughs> <laughs> so pigeon you basically ball impact is what I've written down. Yeah, pigeon ball impact. Do <laughs> feathers have to basically given up on this game? <laughs> <laughs> well, originally, Rich, it was like weird happens. Then somehow we transitioned back into doing stats. I don't know how that happened. I'm not going to throw, <laughs> throw fingers out there, but that's yeah. At one you know, point, I picked our... a, a strange patriot gun incident at a game where there were no patriot gun men. Yeah, it was a that was a home game. It's a home game. Uh, coincidentally, I do think I'm losing heavily in this game. <laughs> yeah, you, you and me both. Have you got confirmed kits or no? Yeah, in this in this specific uh, part of the section, Sai no points, Gav no points, Mike has one, Rich has one, and Dave and I have nothing. So, what about total scores, or is that too off the cuff? Uh, well, I've done it in sections, so. Gav, you are winning the Survivor uh, by one week. That checks out. Yep. And I can do a consolidated score update if you wish. Please. Which do. You clearly do because you're after it every week. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't we continue with the rest of it and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check come back to you. it? Yeah. Okay, I'll do some maths. My, my favourite one, of course, um, which I've, I've just blown my own trumpet at this point, I'm, but I'm just sad it didn't happen, to be honest, was when I said that uh, the camera angle at the end of the game would meet Tom Brady and Ken, and it would look like Brady and, and Kenny Pickett kissed. That's uh, quite hyper-specific. My yeah. favourite pick that you did was to say that Knox would get 50-plus yards and he didn't play. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough. I should have changed that, but it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, let's talk quickly about the fantasy. Very interesting week in the in the uh, the old kebab bowl and in the old vampire survivor league this week. I know Gav's not interested because he's been kicked out, but he still has to manage the league, much to his own chagrin. Um, fascinating week because I was projected the lowest points until about halfway through the late games, and and Rich can attest to the fact that I was stressing out about this. Um, I was very displeased because you know this this has looked like a championship roster I felt all year, and then. The one week I was worried about when Joe Burrow is on his bye week, Kyler Murray decides to get injured, which is my only insurance. So I have to go pick up Russell Wilson off the waiver wire. Absolute disaster. It's not looking good for me. Uh, but but luckily, Lamb and Adams, yeah, I was scared, man. Lamb, uh, C.D. Lamb and, and Devontae Adams carried me like two angels to safety. And not only to safety, but the highest score of the week, unbelievably, which which thought unthinkable earlier in the day. Zero to hero. Amen. Uh, meanwhile... Meanwhile, Rich went the opposite way, didn't think he was in trouble, and then squeezed through to survival by the skin of his teeth as Miles Sanders got him 0.72 points more than he needed. 
just to survive, and uh, we lose our old old pal uh, Rob Ferguson from the league. Oh no! The, the second I lost Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> I, <laughs> I I figured I'm not safe any week. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a great point, Rich, because I was also so I was like focused on surviving, but at the same time. I was facing the vampire and, and, you know, for most of the day, he was like 90% predicted to win that game. And I was just resigned to the, I was already looking through my roster like, oh man, who's he going to take? Like, <laughs> who's how, he going to take? What was that? How Rich? many points did you score, Si? Uh, I'll have to double check, but I, I can pull it up in two seconds. But I, I was like consigned to the fact that I was losing a player and then the vampire was slain as I predicted he would be um, this, all through the year. So I'm sorry, Matt, Matt Audley, our vampire. Um, so last week I scored 188 points. Yeah, I played him and I scored 186 and I lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's just you know, and my roster got, is so much better than his. It's, we could have played 10 more times and I would have beat <laughs> Well, that's the thing. The only This is the problem now, Rich. Because you lost Mahomes, that's the reason that he now is competing with everyone, right? He, he, Mahomes got 55 points last week. Jeez. So. Yeah. It's too rough. bad we didn't have the same format as last year. I think I had a really good shot of winning this thing. Direct, <laughs> direct all concerns at Gavin Marshall. <laughs> no, it's okay. It is what it is. <laughs> it's not really um, fair. So it yeah, shout is. shout out to Rob uh, Rob Ferguson who has has been sadly lost. Um, did you give him his his sound, Gav? I did, but I will give it again. Oh, you gone, gone. And hey, I tell you what, dropped some interesting players. Uh, Derek Henry went for like five dollars, I think, because no one has any money left anymore, right? So, um, Rich, you you spent the most this week, eight dollars on Christian Kirk. Really wanted Christian Kirk, huh? You know what? I thought that the the guy who has like twenty seven bucks, mm-hmm. I figured he'd look at all of us, and I had the second most money. I think I thought he'd just go, "No, okay, nine dollars on Derrick Henry." That's what I would have done because mm-hmm. then you know for sure you're going to get him. But he went five. If I'd have known that, I, 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 yeah, I just, yeah, I, just, I, yeah, I, I misread his strategy. I guess uh, I had no money, so I never. I put a zero dollar bid in for Derrick Henry on the off chance, but it obviously didn't happen. Did get cold commit that way, but. Uh, well, we'll, see, we'll we continue and, and we'll see how we go with that. Um, down to the final eight. Oh, shout out. I tell you what I wanted to shout out as well. Shout out to CJ McLean, who every week seemingly has the lowest projected points and has somehow survived week after week to get to the final eight. That's impressive work. Survivor. Yeah. Survivor medal goes to him. Okay. Do you have the update on the score, Kets? We also need to pick our oh. um, game of the week, right? Oh, damn. Sorry. I totally forgot about that. Good, good chat, mm-hmm. Dave. Good save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears this week. That they have to fight. They've, they should have won all these games. They've been losing while uh, Fields has been going off. And I think the Falcons are the team to do it against because Mario looks Mario looked rough in that uh, that game against the Panthers. Is this the week that Claypool goes off? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, I am going to. I'm in two minds. Hmm. Last minute decision. Well, you don't have to do that. You, you get told off for that. Do I? All right. Uh, damn. I'm going to go with the Ravens over the Panthers. That's an easy pick, but I'll go with it. Just keep compiling points. I'm going to take the Giants over the Lions. Unless I've picked the Giants before. Mm-hmm. I can't see you on the spreadsheet, so I don't know. I don't know uh, you have picked the Giants before. Ah, damn it. Oh, it's further to the right. Come back to me. You got one, Rich? Giants. Oh, oh, stealing it from right under Dave's. Oh, yeah. 
Rich, you picked the Giants last week. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ravens. I had Giants on the brain for some reason. Uh, yep, Ravens is fine. I'll go with the Commanders over the Texans. Then. That's the one I was going to go with, yeah. No, that's interesting. So who are the Giants playing, sorry? Lions. The Lions. Lions. Oh, okay. No, so I was going to say, I thought it was the, the Texans. Yeah, I picked the Texans to win this week in the... What? The 1-7-1, yeah. are they just um, the Beagles? The Beagles? You know, Beagles. <laughs> the new team. <laughs> the expansion team. I like team. that team. I like the Beagles. <laughs> the Delaware Beagles. Watch out for them. That's sufficient. Um, I don't know, man. I think the, the commanders are like an elastic band to me right now. Like They just pull in and pull in and pull in to like a place where they shouldn't be. And at some point, that elastic band's just going to come straight back at them. Yeah, but the Texans are doo-doo. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Broncos this week. The Broncos? I think I picked them to lose as well. Who did they play? Raiders. 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 Oh, no, the Raiders got to get a win, man. My, <laughs> my boy Josh McDaniels can't keep going on like this. <laughs> uh, he can financially. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, I'm a I'm a big Josh, uh, Josh McDaniels hater. Um, you know. Patriots connections, leaving the Colts at the altar. Didn't like that. Not a fan of his. So reveling in his, in his, uh, reveling in Schadenfreude. What? How do you say that word? Schadenfreude. That's yeah, what. I'm yeah, something like that. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Yeah. With uh, with Josh McDaniels keeps getting pulled into into the headmaster's office after every game. Quite entertaining. There's a lot of school teacher references going on. Yeah. Where's yeah, this come from? School on the brain, maybe. Mm. Mm. It was a teaching mm. moment, of course, with Dave and the field stuff. It was. So, been a, lot, been a lot on that in this show. Anyway, is that all the uh, all the picks? So. Did you have the score, Kets? Yep. I'm going to add it up now. <laughs> I thought you were adding it up as we were going. We, yeah, what we, are you we doing? Were, we were making time all this time. <laughs> God bless. Okay, well, in that case, that leaves us only one place left to go. <laughs> Four large dollars yet. Everything on them. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. No one can ever say that this podcast is not consistently ropey. Um, <laughs> Excuse me? What, what, what has been ropey in the last two hours, Dave? I, the, uh, I dare you to name one the, thing. <laughs> the fact that we uh, we made time for uh, for someone to, uh, to <laughs> count up a score. And uh, he's not done it. So... <laughs> Wow. I like that Ketz is now catching strays from Dave, the one person I thought wouldn't be throwing strays at anyone. Uh, Just too nice normally. Usually it's Gav, but but no, I love it. Hey, hey, hey. What are you talking about? <laughs> you say I'm a bully? Welcome to the last show. Um, that we did. My, my silence speaks volumes. <laughs> I'm a bully. Oh, I need to go. No, I'm kidding. Of course not. Right, anyway, sorry. Go on, Dave. I've disrealed you. So, um... <laughs> sorry. Carry on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Now, um, I'm, I'm not sure if US listeners will be uh, aware, or international listeners, as I, I suppose you should say, um, will be aware of someone called Peter Kay. Um, and he has um, announced that he's, he, but he's, he's a comedian, basically, apparently. And um, where, where is he from? Where is he from, Dave? He's from uh, the, the land, north. Of, the land of Bolton. Bolton. He is from, he is from a Bolton. Thank you. The land of big old chimneys and men who knock them down. <laughs> um, Fred Dibner. We have um, a statue of Fred Dibner outside the McDonald's. Sounds like a southern thing. I don't know what that is. But um, oh, Fred Dibner. Yeah. Oh, in a big God spot. God bless yeah. Fred Dibner. Tractors and chimneys. 
He was killed by his own hat and the bacteria upon it. Was he really? Yeah. Wait, what? I don't remember this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's a myth that I heard. Oh, okay. But, uh, anyway. That's a pub legend. I thought he was killed by a chimney falling on him. Just as likely. Um, Big red brick one. As I, as I say, Peter Kay has apparently announced he's going to be touring again. Rich but, is um, like, what the hell are What you is happening about? here? He's not understood anyone who's been said. Yeah, I don't... The thing is... <laughs> Do the... not get these references, guys. Come on. Fred Dibner <laughs> died of bladder cancer. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, not funny. I know, it's, not, it's just the way that you said it. It's just so, uh, yeah, the delivery was good. <laughs> so, uh, Please, Dave, carry on. Peter Kay has announced that he's doing a tour. Um, How would you even describe Fred? <laughs> How would you even, to, to a person right, that I'll does try no concept, explain I, to Rich who Fred Dibner is. I'll, I'll try this because Fred Dibner has a statue outside the, the McDonald's in my, own, in my hometown, so I feel like it falls upon me. So Fred Dibner, Rich, is basically a guy, and my granddad was a huge Fred Dibner fan, which is why I feel like I've inherited this. Um, who so all around the north of England and I'm sure other places as well, but it feels it's like it's all in Bolton. Everyone yeah, else, <laughs> okay, maybe just Bolton, but but <laughs> heavily around the north of England, there's basically large industrial chimneys, right? From you know the Industrial Revolution and later, and and you know that you know back in the old days would just pump out loads of coal or whatever. Stacks, I think they're called. Stacks, they were called, yeah. Yeah. And basically, Fred Dibner, I guess, made a career out of um, making kind of shows and documentaries and stuff for the BBC, right? And all this different stuff and going around and uh, looking into these chimneys and making documentaries about them and then ultimately knocking them down. It was a different era of TV where <laughs> chimneys were like. <laughs> That's primetime entertainment. It in was primetime entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he was like, it's kind. I guess what I would kind of liken it to, not the same, but kind of a similar idea. Think of it like this: is like kind of like Bob Ross, right? Like Bob Ross kind of made a, a show out of painting, right? Which is, kind, you know, watching paint dry would not seem like a particularly interesting thing to do, but him painting his little trees and stuff was kind of just like a relaxing, calm, nice thing to do. I think people kind of felt that way about Fred Dibner, right? Yeah, he's re yeah. northern. Yeah, dead yeah. northern, homely. Yeah, mm. he talked like I used to before I moved up here. Black caps and red bricks. That was Fred Dibner. Spit the best way I can describe him is kind of the UK's John Henry. And that John, probably means more to Rich than it John does Henry? to John, John Henry. Henry. It was a Springsteen song. Oh. About a guy who sort of had a hammer and hammered till he died, basically. Check it out. <laughs> I don't know that that's... The, okay, great. Okay. <laughs> All right. When did Dibner we'll, die of, of bowel cancer and not chimneys falling on him? I think it was when I was at college, so... Like we are way off track. 15, 2014. <laughs> 2004. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Six definitely not November been on, 2004. Definitely not been on TV since the millennium. I, I feel like I'm looking this up. Right, Dave. Sorry. Right, you were talking about Peter Kay, who's not Fred Dibner. Should I conditions. abandon this and just talk? No, about no, Fred no. Dibner carry on. Push through. Power on, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Kay apparently has announced a. Uh, a What's 2004? God, it felt like later than that. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> We'd already established that, but anyway. <laughs> so Peter there's, Kay. There's an apparent comedian called Peter Kay. Um, apparent? Do you not find him funny? Comedian, He's me. definitely he, a comedian. He falls into a category, category of comedian We could have me, trouble, Dave. Which I call, what's that all about? <laughs> so it's basically, mm. do you remember this? Do you remember this? And it's an, it's like an hour of that. And like he can say funny things and I'll laugh, but he's not someone... He's basically someone who lists things from the 80s and goes, do you remember this? What's that all about? So I've I've got a... So 
I think tickets for Peter Kay are going for like two hundred pound, right? They're, yeah, they're expensive. Lisa came to me and said the other day, "I want to go and see Peter Kay's new show." Let's so do it for Christmas. Let's do a drive and say, if you want to have the Peter Kay experience, um, but don't want to pay three hundred pound, listen to the end of the show, and we'll say, "What's that all about?" To some things. I can't. I can't. All right, with we're doing it here, are we? No, I I, I agree with with you so I, i'm I think, a conscientious objector to dave's take on this <laughs> yeah i think i think peter k has delivered some of the finest cleanest yeah. comedy in my lifetime got to I, say. I, I, I understand observational what you're saying, dave, comedy. yeah it's observational comedy exactly yeah and he but he does it very well with a northern uh, slant which is funny too slant, especially yeah. if you're southern it's you can laugh at northerners <laughs> it's funny how silly they are so it takes a racist slant when gab's watching it apparently regionalist regionalist <laughs> we are the same race so, well, that's what I said about Mike, but apparently not. I get told off when I say that. That's different. It's years of oppression. <laughs> I've got, I've got a list of things. Potato famine and so forth. <laughs> I'm dying today. Go on, Dave. I've got a list of things, and you, you I, please do add to them if, if you, if you will, um, of things that I sort of go, what, what was that all about? Um, this might be a UK thing, and of my generation within the educational system but the thing where you make a little circle with your thumb and your forefinger and put it somewhere down near your knee and you try and ah. coax someone to look at it and if they look yeah, at it yeah. you've got free reign to punch them in the face mm. unless you put your finger through the circle then you can punch them what but you have to about? not look at the circle right i yeah, don't know that's the rule the southern version <laughs> it's a weird game I do remember that, Dave. Yeah, you're right. What was that all about? Why, why was that a game? It Has it died? I think that I still know. happens, actually. I think I, don't know, I think I've seen people still doing that. It was the it's, same thing, but uh, with the yellow car. You see a yellow yes, car? Yes, yellow car was a thing. Yeah, you're right. You, I was yeah. just thinking about that, Kits, yeah. Mm. Along, along, along a similar vein, I don't know if it's a... Cause I, apparently, I'm a millennial, but I don't feel like a millennial. Um, the game... I'm 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 very aware that I've just destroyed people's uh, people are now screaming in the street because uh, apparently if you think about the game you've lost the game. Anyone remember this? I do. Yeah, I, I, I remember this it. from uh, an ex-girlfriend who was northern, but she never really fully explained the game. But she said if she had to explain the game, then I'd lose the game, and she'd mm-hmm. lose the game. So I never I never really knew what the game was, but I knew that I wasn't allowed to think about it. Yeah, apparently that's the game. I think that still happens too. I think what you're doing is listing things that are still occurring, but which what? is different to Peter K. Maybe that's where Peter Kay's right and you're going wrong, Dave. I'm saying, what's that all about? <laughs> well, to me, it was the uh, three drain thing. Remember that? You couldn't walk over three drains. They were like a dark energy portal, but if you saw two drains, that was good energy. Wasn't there a thing about like walking on a crack would break your mother's back? Was that not a thing? Remember that? It sounds familiar. I don't what was that? What exactly. was? Yep. What was that all and about? The, the other version of that: walk on a line, you break your spine. That was the like second level of that. Mm. I, I'm guessing they don't do. See, to me, as as an American listening to this, I imagine it just sounds ludicrous. Like, this is what British people are doing. Like they've got so little going on in their lives that they're just rhyming words together and just making British it. kids. British kids. Well, hey, I walked. All, I walked all <laughs> over lines, and I've now got sciatica. So who's blocking me? Um, oh, flagrance to the rules, Dave. What do you expect? <laughs> um, does anyone else remember mini disc? Yeah, mini disc. What's that? What was that all about? What, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, did you say what's that? Is that like the DVDs that were really small? 
sort of. They they kind of. came in a caddy. Mm. It was was it like one of these failed things like Betamax? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. compression, awful. It was Sony's Sony's attempt at like making digital yes. music. Yes, non, the, yeah, because they used to go in PSPs, right? And they used to sell them at game. You'd have like. I don't know, like um, whatever the movie was of the early 2000s on on a mini disc for PSP specifically. Well, originally it was music. It it was a music format. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was like like CD, which was obviously a closed format, but mini disc. Sorry, Dave, you've you've encroached on my territory. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But mini disc you could record on. So you were thinking, oh, wow, okay, wait a minute. This is a CD quality stuff that I can record on, but you couldn't do a file transfer. So it died for, for that very reason. It's like anything, any any technological advance, if you if you try and like constrain it and cap it, it's going to fail, and that's why it failed, because you couldn't plug it in and transfer your files on and off, even though it was <clears throat> capable of doing it. I remember a friend telling me about it and going, you can get a thousand, what was it, like a thousand songs on one disc. I was like, wow. And then it lasted about a week and disappeared, and no one's spoken of it since. Yeah. Was the first disc-based recorder though, which has some has its place in history. Do you know on this point? There's a there was one year where you know how you've got like record sales and like you know you've got like vinyl in, uh, on point and then like CDs overtook that. And now it's MP3s or you know streaming or whatever. There was one year, I think it was like in the mid 2000s, where ringtones was was the most yeah. thing. Yeah. Bonkers, huh? You had to like input a code on your phone. You had to like type out the ringtone with your with the, with the buttons on your phone. Yeah, remember you'd be like on the bus and people would be like auditioning ringtones. It's like they'd be going through all their ringtones. It's like the most annoying thing ever. You want to go back and like steal their phone off and them stamp on it. The polyphonic yeah. ringtone was a, a, a big, big deal. Leap forward. There was technological advance. Mm. Uh, did Did anyone else? Uh, it, it's not really a what's that all about. But um, did anyone else like leave it to the last minute um, to tell their mum that they had to bring some food in for food tech or home economics? You, like you'd leave it to the last day, and you remember the night before. Oh, I've got to bring a lot of stuff in to make a pasta bake, mum. Mm. Have you got Have you got any pasta? We've lost me on this one. No, oh, you didn't do food tech. Yep. No. You never food learned tech. to cook. I learned to cook, but I didn't what do you, do you learn to cook? Who, who did? Where did you learn to cook? Taught myself. Didn't didn't <laughs> learn it at school. Hell <laughs> no. It, when you were in school, was it called home and home economics? No, there wasn't girls. anything. Only, there was, there was no <laughs> no cookery based education at my school. Wow. I, I had one cookery lesson in my entire. Education. Hang on a minute. Wait a minute. You're all acting like you're all like 75. Or this is ludicrous. <laughs> These were like required subjects. No, they weren't. Not in. I, I finished my uh, education in 1998. Okay. There was no cooking. Mm. Zero. Interesting. Mm. We had a home economics, but it was an elective. You didn't have to take it. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm with you, Dave. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Fruit salads, cooking a pizza. Yeah, definitely. But you'd, you'd, you'd leave it always to the last minute. Yeah. It didn't rub off on me because I paid no attention and now I can't cook. <laughs> so you made a fruit salad, but you, you, you <laughs> did, definitely apples. didn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so does anyone else have a what's that all about or a similar thing? Yes. Can I can I raise one? Um, Go ahead. The random mugs or cups that you have in your cupboard. I'm going to say two particular designs, and I bet 
between those two designs, someone on this podcast owns at least one of them. The first one is the Cadbury's Cream Egg mug. Yes, oh, I've got yes, two. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, my mum used to collect all of those. Like Every yeah. every Christmas we'd get an Easter egg with a cup. No, Well, not Christmas, obviously, that would be ridiculous. Every Easter mm. we'd get an Easter egg with a cup and we'd collect all the different types. And she'd be like, Mum, have you got a flake one? She'd be like, no, all right, get a flake one. And that's how it would go. They always came with Easter eggs, right? Yeah. So you get an yeah. Easter egg with a cup in it. But but now it's like you get a really crappy little packet of sweets inside your Easter egg. Well, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The other mug to mention is the Giant Sports Direct, which is basically almost like a two-pint mm. mug. It was just ridiculously oversized. I definitely owned one of those at one point, but it's now gone. Your brew is stone cold by the time you get halfway down that It thing. tastes gross yeah. as well in a mug that size. Yeah. And you don't know how much sugar to put in. So was a difficulty I had with those. Don't, and don't then, put sugar in your tea. That's the solution. Yeah, I'm not about that, but uh, I, I need sweetness to keep me going. And the the other thing you probably have in the cupboards is the Coca-Cola glass in either pink, green, or like a light purple colour. I think they did. I know, I know. I don't have one, but I know exactly what you mean. The kind of mottled green. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, they were, they were, I think they, they used to be handed out for free, right? It's like if, if you bought like a bottle of Coke, you get a free glass. It's, yeah. They're so stingy these days, all these uh, big companies. They don't want to hand out free shit. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. What's it like random stuff to people have in their houses that everyone will be like, yeah, I'd want them? I'll tell you what I've got, which I don't understand how I've got them, is odd socks. Ugh, where where, where did the socks go? What's that about? Where did they I go? Never, where do they go? <laughs> I never take I never take a sock off and like I oh know I'll just throw one out the window or whatever. That doesn't happen. They always go in the same place, which is the wash bin. But yeah, I've got like about fifty odd socks. Where do they go? Do you the do washing the washing machine, or, or does your wife your your? I do my own washing. She does her washing. Yeah. There's a division. Now of that's labor interesting. There. Ah. That's an mm. interesting little caveat we've just heard from Gav there. Is it? Or is it well, really, know. really boring? <laughs> well, I just think that, I don't know, that says something, I think. Do you do, well, you don't live here, obviously. What about you, Dave? Do you do you share washing or do you own? Yeah, it's sort of shared. It's just whenever the baskets fall. Yeah. Take it down to the washing yeah. machine. And Wait, you've got again. shared baskets? Oh, no. We have yeah. shared baskets, but I do also tend to do my own just because I know when I need clothes, you know? So then I go and grab my stuff and put it in. Well, I've got two baskets to myself. I've, I've got two baskets. I've got one for pants and socks and one for t-shirts and everything else. You've got a room of baskets. Yeah, well, trust me. Hear me now, believe me later. Having a separate basket, a smaller, isolated basket for pants and socks is the way to go. I hear you. I just don't have a basket space. That rotation is a lot faster than your t-shirts and everything else. So you can just go, oh, yeah, I'll just do the pants and socks now. How's it done in Hollywood, Rich? Is it, is it like some sort of super <laughs> fancy system? or? <laughs> In Hollywood? <laughs> uh, I don't know how it is. I try to avoid Hollywood at all all costs. Uh, personally, I never lose a sock. I, I'm probably one of the most anal people you guys will ever meet. And if I lost a sock, I would lose my mind. So. Yeah, I, I, this is what I'm saying. I'm pretty. I'm up there on the like. My socks always go into the bin. They just don't emerge. I don't. I don't know what happens to them. I don't know if there's like a secret place in my washing machine where there's like 55 socks or whatever. I don't know. You know, like you have the um, the conditioner and you have the the washing tablet. A washing machine also requires to eat one sock to work. <laughs> so you put ten in and nine will come out. <laughs> Missing sock drawer. Just a thing. Yeah. I'm also I'm also at a point where now where I make a point of wearing odd socks just because mm. it annoys people. <laughs> you, you're wearing odd <laughs> like socks. That's yeah. fine. 
I like that attitude. Can I can I share something very quickly, Gav? That, that you'll you'll think is well, maybe you'll think it's weird. Maybe you won't. I want your opinion on this. Go ahead. At, at the exact moment that you brought up the odd sock thing, guess what I had just done? Changed your socks. Finished ordering a pair of socks online. Mm. Why are you doing this kind of thing during the podcast? Well, I'll tell you why. There is a reason. So Vodafone every Friday, it's very boring, has like a Friday offer, right? And I was like, oh, I haven't checked it. So I quickly looked because it was midnight and uh, it was a free pair of socks. So so those weird gaps, like where someone's made a salient point and there's no host, <laughs> it's like no host is absent. you're like ordering socks at like one minute to midnight. That's more important. I get it. <laughs> Just know, what you, just know what you're paying the, for, Patreons. Oh, Dave's in control of this <laughs> segment. <laughs> or We're on the gonna... socks issues. Um, days of the week socks, what was that all about? And also, much, yeah. Yeah. if you're a bit like me, you deliberately wear, like, Wednesday socks on a Thursday, just to be different. What a rebel. Yeah. Mm. Is that a yeah. thing for you guys? Now, has, has, has sock fashion changed that you are now embracing the pulled up sock? Well, this I is it. This and is shorts. It. This is, yeah. Like I like wearing socks that are kind of a bit, a bit funky now. I've got yes, I've got socks agreed. with foxes on and badgers and stuff. I, I, you know, and dinosaurs. I, I like having funky socks on. So I make a point of rolling them up now. I think we had a previous discussion, me and you, Gab, that we were a sock roller. So if you're wearing shorts, you'd roll it down over your heel. That was like that mm-hmm. was the thing. Not that anymore. Stuck. Not anymore. I've now, changed. Now I'm pulling them up and showing yeah, off these man. fancy socks. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling them up as far as they go. Can you tell Chloe this? Because so we would obviously like, you know, I don't leave the house very often. So I'm, I care about fashion as much as, you know, well, I don't. Uh, and we go to the cinema and stuff. And I, I just want to be comfortable. I'm just wearing like some casual shorts. I just got some trainers on, pulling my socks up. And Chloe's like, yeah, how can you not wear like ankle socks? And I'm like, why? They're, they're dead uncool. Why? They're, ankle socks are uncool. That's funny because I've transitioned to ankle socks now more because I got told off. See, I always have like back. ankle socks, trainer socks. <laughs> pull back, come back. It's it's come back to the high sock revolution. Come back to the pull sock. Well, because now, I always the, the new fashion now is to tuck your your cargo pants into no, your socks. No, 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 no. If you're a road man, no, I can't. Well, it's you know, there's no road men up here, Gav. There's, we're a little no bit ahead of you, you know. A little bit. <laughs> expect to see that soon. <laughs> there's no road men up here, Gav. No exactly. Road men, road men no is, a, is a is a southern invention. You're path men. You got. Giddle. Mm. men. <laughs> Giddle botherers. <laughs> I like to fashion my, uh, my, you know, the way I dress, I, I like to say is like kind of like a, you know, a 90s skater look, right? Oversized tee, shorts in cold weather. Do you have wallet on a chain? No, I'm not going that far. Uh, not going quite that not really maxing else. it out then, are you? My, my cousin, my cousin Ollie, just, just, just turned 40. Um, shout out to Ollie. He... Is that guy? He wear. He's always worn a chain on his jeans for as long as I've ever known him, and uh, he will. He says he feels naked without it. Hmm. Never felt the urge myself. Plus, now now we've got like digital wallets on our phones and stuff. What's really in your wallet? Just pulling out your iPad, aren't you? Hanging yeah. off a chain. <laughs> chain just connected to your belt. It's just for fashion. <laughs> exactly. Did anyone else used to intentionally walk the back out of your jeans so if they go over the top of your shoes? Like, what's that say that again so like intentionally have your jeans so long that when like you'd walk around the house and, and like wear the back out of your jeans oh, like no. the back of the cuff of the bottom oh so of they jeans. would feel like they would look like kind of worn in and cut and yeah. stuff right so they sort of yeah. go over the top of your big shoes no i never thought that much about it to be honest i've never been a fashionista mm. yeah. you I got any it... oh go on no no Karen, sorry. i was gonna i was gonna ask rich if he has any of these things in america that are like you know what's that about 
Old school things. <laughs> Putting you on old, the spot there. Old school? You know, the stuff that maybe, you know, happened that, that doesn't happen so much anymore, like what we were talking about, or... You don't have to. I was just asking. truth, justice in the American way. I do. You know, I am into the decorative sock. I don't know what you would call them lately. I, I, I got some uh, Universal Studio monster socks in the other day and I've never really been into that, but I ordered a bunch of different ones. So they're they're kind of cool. It's funny that we're all kind of into that at the same time. No, what, so you've got like, man one look like yeah. What, so you got like Mothra on one foot and like Godzilla <laughs> on the other. Or what? Well, I got. I don't. I don't have any Godzilla. I have some Batman socks that I've had for a while, and I have some Steeler socks and that I ordered. And um, like the creatures, my like one of my favorite monsters from Universal Studios. So I have a creature socks, and I have you know I just bought some different ones lately because I don't know they they're they're kind of fun. Yeah. I'm I'm a big like uh, stripy sock guy. I like I like the kind of horizontal hoops going around. That's 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 my look. Like the golfer sock. Yeah, basically pulled up as far as possible with with basically because at work I have to wear quite dark colours, so I'm I'm pretty much dark, and then I've got these like crazy bright hoop socks like with yellow and black and purple and all sorts of good stuff going on. It's good. Yeah, I, th- I think the more childish my sh- my socks look, the better. Like I bought some dinosaur ones that are like proper kids' socks, but on a grown man who should know better. I like that though. I think once I'm starting to feel this now, and and maybe you'll say that I'm too young for this. I don't know because I'm only 26, but I feel like I've passed the point now of, of caring about any of this stuff. Like I just I almost want to look as ridiculous as possible. I take pride in it. That's mm-hmm. called being a clown. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you have shoes that, there as long as your height. I, I do sometimes like walk past. Do you know, like you walk past like sh- shops and they've got those like full length windows where you can just see yourself through them. And I think, mm. what do people think when they look at me? I, I said this to Claudia the day we were walking down the street, and I was like, look at the state of me. And I, we're only going to the cinema. <laughs> we're only going to the cinema, right? So I'm not really that bothered. I just get out of the car and walk into the cinema. But I'm just like, what? When people walk past me and they see me just wearing my black cap, like you know, just full length white joggers, white t shirt white shoes like it's like a bit of cult or something i think wow. most people think probably think of most of us is that guy is a steelers fan he's probably <laughs> yeah. got like four pieces of merchandise on or, him. or like a kkk member that hasn't really got the <laughs> uniform down that's what it sounded like to me we just grab all white and sorry you can't do that or cricket player off duty i don't know uh, anyway peter k great comedian <laughs> simon's fashion said it's less so What's that all about, kind of comedian? Dave, you've got to give him some of them. You've got to give him some. I mean, the one where he loses his car and they're looking for the car, the garlic bread. The The one up the tower, yeah. The the classic one from the 90s where it's him up the tower was the first first comedy I'd seen where there was no swear words, no racism, no Mm -hmm. sexism, no take my wife, please kind of jokes. None of that. It was all like funny stuff about... It was clean. It was like I'll, there would be I'll no Michael McIntyre without him. I'll, I'll I'll give it to well well don't don't say that he's another one. Yeah, Michael McIntyre's no good. But um, <laughs> no, he's he's made me laugh a few times, but I like my comedy more on the dry. Sorry, I understand that. About you. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah, and, and I do too usually. But I don't know. There is some sort of a broad appeal about Peter K. That wholesome. Nice. Yes. Um, and of course, don't forget he made Phoenix Nights, which is one of the very best. Mm-hmm. British comedies Nor- of all Northern, time, yeah. Northern sitcoms. Uh, the Phoenix Nightclub, where I attended a wedding, of course, at um, the very place. And it looks as crap as it looks in the show. Wow. <laughs> well, that's the point, isn't it? 
I think I think Richard's got to watch. Uh, oh, well, I the, did send him the biscuit one already. <laughs> yeah, got to watch the Peter K live at the Tower. That was live at the Albert Halls, live at the Royal Albert Halls, live at Blackpool Tower is one that you're talking about, right? Yeah, the Blackpool Tower. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's the one. That's the classic. That's the one that made him. If it wasn't for that videotape, he wouldn't be where he is today. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I'll check it out. See what you think. I got, all the, I got all the I got all these on DVD. <laughs> I got Phoenix Knights, the full series on DVD, of course. I think oh. this is the thing. I, I, wanted, I actually raised this earlier in the week, Dave. It's funny you, you mentioned this because everyone's been talking about like being able to get tickets, and and everyone's moaning that I don't know. I don't really know what happened because I wasn't trying to get tickets, but um, everyone was on O2 priority, right, trying to get them. And I said I think this is a bit out of order. I think that people from Bolton should get first priority. They should we should satisfy that demand. Then they should go to O2, and then to everyone else. Thoughts on that? No, I, I can see that. I That's feel like he's, he's a Boltonian institution. It's a bit rude. Back to the right. roots. I think, yeah. I, to, although really, I think it should be at Blackpool. What is this thing about Blackpool? I mean, I get that there was the, the, the famous thing at Blackpool, but the, the, the Peter, Kay, pad. Peter Kay uh, live at the Royal Albert Hall in Bolton is, is, is the real OG Peter Kay stuff. I mean, come on now. Okay. Hey, if, if you want to see Peter Kay, just remember things for yourself. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> when the guy invented Tintinet. It's internet. Hooked it, packed it, popped off. Oh, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Okay. Uh, thank you all for joining me, gentlemen. Rich, pleasure to have you once again. Hope to thank see you. more of you. It's great to be back. Thank you. Yeah, he's back. Just for the record, before we pack up and leave, um, and oh, yeah, the school. The school. It's only taking him 25 minutes. <laughs> well, you were talking about Peter Kay and whatever else. Anyway, have, have, have we made enough time for you now? It's the yes, next day. It's it is literally literally next day. Tomorrow. Yes, well done. <laughs> it's looking day. Simon 10, Gavin 13. <laughs> Dave 9, Mike 13, Rich 11, and myself 14. Hang on, I'm which you won't like. That's not, in, that's not in descending order, so I don't know where who's winning or anything. <laughs> right, do so we, I'm we winning. Do you want to come Mike back tomorrow? A second. Si- Am um, I winning? No, just I'm winning. <laughs> All right, you're winning. Guess ah, winning. I'm winning. That's depressing. He's the only and one that knows the scoring system. Like. <laughs> oh, awarding yourself points. That's handy. <laughs> All right, you can do a score audit. No, 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 no. I, I trust you. I trust you, Kit. I know, I know you wouldn't do that. I know you wouldn't do that. Right, so I'm on 14. Yourself, Gav, and Mike are on 13. Oh, Rich is on point, 11. Sai is on 10. Davey's on 9. I demand a recount. Well, Dave, <laughs> Dave I've recounted. You're still on nine. <laughs> <laughs> he's recounted about 25 times. That's what he's been doing. We're the bottom dollars here, Dave. It's all to play for, though, is what you're saying. It's close. Wide open. Yeah. Right. That's how right, a well, pigeon gets hit over the... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, not the pigeons. Okay, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow uh, me at Cy Wrote This. Follow Gav at GM Boobop. Follow Dave at this is Dave Hart. Follow Kets at Kets UK all on Twitter. And Rich, you still knocking about at stunt underscore Batman on Instagram? I am. There you go. Go go find uh, the latest uh, happenings with Rich there. And uh, we'll see you all next week. See you later. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Go Steelers. Yeah.